Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ask me how many shits I give about it not being Thanksgiving when it's 70 degrees and dry in November. Oh, I won't even get the, I won't even touch a Christmas decoration until after Thanksgiving. But you live where it's always warm. Yeah. Like, Lau, do you, do you decorate for Christmas outside? No. If you did and you got a random 70 degree day in November in Canada, what are you doing? Probably decorating. Yeah. See? It's that's, also, that's the- uh, I rent, so... Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna decorate my my rental house. I don't really care that much. That's fair. Weenie, should I decorate that house for Christmas? She said no. <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. You're listening to BTW. I'm Walk at Dad Seventeen. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. I am Dino. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. I'm AstroZombie954. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge on all you suckers. Oh, hey, Mold King. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. What's up? What's up? I'm excited to talk to you today because now I heard you're you're dabbling into uh, TCG Live. Uh, yeah, I was playing a little bit. Uh, I had a pretty good run yesterday. Today I did like a one game at a couple games at lunch, and it was not didn't go very well for me. Yeah, stupid. So. I was facing some stupid shit. <laughs> some <laughs> fucker. I, I had a seven game win streak today. Yeah. You, with that's what TCG first then? Let's let's do TCG first this week. Why not? Yeah, why not? Wait, do we uh, start with... the episode yet? Oh yeah, yeah. we've been recording for three minutes, buddy. Uh... <laughs> Hope you didn't say anything stupid. I don't think I did. No, you're good. Um uh, yeah, no, it's uh were you using Lugia? Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm I, I now Pichu, if that tells you how long it's been since I've actually played TCG Live. Okay, so you're almost like out it, of the babies. It, it literally hard reset me to zero. Yes. Which I didn't think it was supposed pass, to do. If you don't pass Pikachu, mm-hmm. 
before the the ladder ends, you go right back to the babies. Yeah. So I use I, I was at zero. No, maybe maybe I was at Cleffy. Cleffa. Okay. Fifty. Yeah. You were like almost to Pikachu. I yeah. Think. I think Riolu is like the last one. No, Pichu's the last one. It's Riolu and Pichu. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I went on a seven game win streak today. That's cool. How did that feel? <laughs> Especially Very after... annoying because I faced three loss box teams oh. during that seven game win streak. Did Good you have? Luck. Did you have? Um, what is it? PTSD after our match. <laughs> you're you're some bullshit. No, these weren't the lock box teams that are one card teams. Like you're you're oh. asshole shit. Yeah. Not that um. I'm molding or anything. <laughs> It was fun. It's fun. Um, no, it's not. It's fun. It's, it's annoying. Just, it's sad that Lost Box is kind of... From the way it sounds, it looks like Lost Box is kind of on its way out anyway. So, I was just not finding any relevance. There's too many There's too many decks out now that just stop it. And with this new Jirachi card, like... There's already new Jirachi been like, card. Remind, remind our listeners what you're talking yes. about. Yes, so there is a new Jirachi card out of um, the Paradox Rift set that just came out. Um, it is... I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, it's a 70 HP basic steel type. Um, the reason this is important is its ability, Stellar Veil. Prevent all damage counters from being placed on your bench Pokemon by effects of attacks used by your opponent's basic Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was that, that shuts Sableye down. So a lot of people are running, um, like I've seen Charizard lists now, running Manaphy and Jirachi. Oof. So, so Lyle, Lyle, you you decided to jump into TCG. Are you just <sighs> bored to go? You just conquered that world? Just, or are just you just wanted to try something? Ego's beating you in something? What's going on here? Yeah, I just gotta beat. No, I gotta beat Astro up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, I used to play TCG like uh, before, I, like a while ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the old online, I used to I used to play quite a lot, and then um, so. I just haven't played since they they migrated over, so I just wanted to check check out see what there's. It's uh, it's like it's not that hard to play, but the only problem is like there's so many do, new like decks and shit. Like I don't know what uh, I don't know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Trying to like um, figure out what the hell the pun is trying to do to me. Like it's kind of like the difficult part, right? Yeah. So so what I'm hearing is December you're joining the the Discord tourney, right? Sure, I only have enough coins. I have that one deck that I was able to like purchase or whatever online. Um, I am getting more of the coins or whatever, but like Astro gave me the deck list for the other one, uh, the Colorless Lugia, and like mm-hmm. some of those, like even the basic cards in that deck were like kind of expensive on online. So yeah. It's like yeah. kind of annoying. Like there's like Archeops or some shit, like which I think mm-hmm. is like pretty important, and it was like kind yep. of expensive, like it, six it, or seven hundred credits or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. and that's just like it's not even like a like a really fancy one looking one no. either. But 
but it's what makes the deck run. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured that out against Dino on the in game two. So game one, I had Dino dead to rights, and then I looked, and I had miscounted the energy I had in my my um, stack. Mm. And I was like, okay, I can, I can, you know, throw one here and retreat so I can get line back up like I need. It was my last energy. Yeah, that's always. Oh, I needed, boy. I was one energy short of being able to smack him. That's the, uh, the typical Lugia player problem is when you think you have more energy than you actually do. Yeah, it sucked. And then Matthew game one, I could have won. It was very close. Game two. I bricked. Yeah. Like, Luminion V, nothing else. Four turns in, I still had no basic Pokemon. He already, on turn four, he got a Charizard. You can imagine what happened next. Yeah. I, um, speaking of bricks, <laughs> I played in a cup on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um... Didn't go as well as my last cup where I went 3 2. I actually did the reverse and went 2 3. Uh, womp, started womp, off womp. started off hot, uh, two games in a row. Boom, boom. Both Charizards beat them. So I was feeling good going mm-hmm. around three against uh, Chim Pao, which is tough. Um, lost literally, we both had one prize card. It came down to who got a boss's orders first to boss up Luminion and knockout. And he was able to get the boss before I was. Um, but uh, where it really kind of spiraled out of control uh, and it pulled, I actually pulled an Astro in TCG outside of go. Um, so I'm playing a mirror match. Sort of. It's it's still Lugia, but they're running the, the single strike versus me running the colorless. I draw first Mulligan, which isn't terrible. Second hand comes out. I have Lugia, Archaeops, um, a Great Ball, Ultra Ball, and then I think like two two energies or whatever. It was a good hand. He takes his turn. I take my turn. I top deck. Oh, I, I had the Lugia V-Star. I top deck the second Archaeops. Right? That's that's like the best Lugia start ever. Because well, no, the can, only thing, if you get Blanche, is the only thing better. Because then you just throw the Archaeops directly into the discard and turn two your already yeah, set. Yeah, if, if, well, if I grabbed, um, if I could have got, uh, what is it, um, Professor Burnett. Um, or Burnett, sorry, would, not Blanche, yeah, Burnett. That would have been yeah. good, but this still worked. You know, I can't evolve Lugia until the next turn anyway. So I get them both in there. I had the V-Star in my hand, ready to go. I go, mm-hmm. I go to grab the, I take my Ultra Ball to discard the um, Archaeops so I can go grab a Snorlax and put it on the bench. Go ahead, put it in my discard, grab the Snorlax, put it in, pass my turn. And I'm like going to, and I look down at my deck and I'm going through, like getting ready for like what I'm going to do next. And I'm like, I swear I had the V star in here. And I'm like, and I get like halfway through my hand and I see Archaeops. 
and it like I literally like you ever do something where like you're you just like instantly get like hot like like it feels mm-hmm. like the blood just kind of just like rushed to your head and you're just like <sighs> like I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me I look over I just move the three cards on the top of my discard and there's the VSAR. So this is like accidentally switching in the wrong Pokemon for all intents and purposes for our Go listeners. Yeah, or del- or building a factions team or a Sylph, like an old Sylph team or something like that, and deleting mm-hmm. your main Pokemon right before you go into battle. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know why you've done that before. That that's, is, uh, that's, that's bad. Yeah, and I'm like thinking, I'm like, how did I... And like the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this. Um, I wonder what the opponent thought. Did he just discard his uh, V-Star? Yeah. <laughs> and of just, course the opponent's not saying a word. He just, He's like... Yeah, kept his mouth huh? shut and moved on. <laughs> like, well, that's that's pretty good, I guess. You know, that'll, yeah. that'll help. So it ended up taking me like three more turns to get a second Archaeops in the discard pile and find another V-Star. Um, by the end, by they that were set time, up and yeah, they were already yeah. set up and just knocking the shit out of my Snorlaxes with uh, Urshifu. Yeah. So I feel like Lugia is the deck. It's either you're going to win fast or you're going to lose really fast. Because if it takes you more than four turns to set up, you're most likely already Yeah, dead. you're super far behind. You're like, you need to be behind. set up with the Lugia deck within the first three turns, minimal, technically the first two if, if you're not, yeah, if you're not set up by turn three, it gets really tough. So you need to sketch. put the Archaeops in your discard pile because you have some sort of other card that allows you to put them directly to your bench or something? Yes, Lugia's V-Star ability lets you move it from your discard pile to your, your active slots. Yep. Even without or, or the, your bench slots. Even mm. without the baby stage, yep. right? Yep. yep. I see. It just, the, the card reads, take two colorless pokemon from your discard pile and move them to your bench that's it and then at that point you can put you know four energy on any pokemon when you got two of them on your bench yeah now, the, thing I'm, the, the big issue i'm having and, and you can tell grand, me if maybe uh, special energies yeah, special energies um maybe there's a better setup i hate the double turbo energy in this deck what would be better to replace those? Because I don't like debuffing my attack. It's kind of necessary for Lugia because most of your Pokemon have so need so many energy mm-hmm. to actually complete that, like to be able to use their attacks. Like Lugia, I believe, takes four. So think about if you're using. If you use four double turbo in your deck, that's only four cards, but that's two energy per card. True. So Just if you take those out, down. And they don't have any double. They don't have any double energy anymore. Or it's just a shit. No, that's uh, it rotated out. Okay. Just like because I remember double- back in the day, there was like the double double colorless or whatever. Double, yep. Yeah. Um. So this is similar, but now it's um, it's called uh, double turbo. Double turbo, and it drops your attack by twenty. So if you're doing two twenty, and then you put a double turbo on, you're doing only two hundred. But the problem is, a lot of Pokemon cards are two twenty is their 
their level. 220 and 230, yeah. And it gets rough. Um, But it's really just because, like, the the 20 off your damage is better than having to take out 8 cards, technically, to cover what those 4 double turbo do. Yeah. I was just wondering if there was any alternative to it, because it just, it feels bad sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the double colorless is not legal. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. Double colorless is not legal. Oh, interesting. It rotated out, what, to almost two years ago now, wasn't it? It's been yeah. a while. Well, that's when I was playing TCG. I yeah. remember double colorless. So. I have a gold one sitting in my binder. I'm just chilling there. Maybe one it'll day. come back. And then, I mean, like... The cards people were using were like uh, some like hammers and shit, mm-hmm. special hammers to to remove oh, the crushing the, hammers. Where yeah, you flip to remove a coin the special it... yeah yeah through special energies and stuff. Those are still around, but no one really uses them that much. Yeah, you and your professor Seda's vitality. And uh, but... the other card I remember is a uh, battle compressor because there was one deck I used it was a uh... night march. Yeah, night march deck. Yeah. Ooh, for on on TCG online, it was it was fun. You like discarding stuff, right? To to try to ramp up your damage. Yeah, I man, I wish I could remember what was it Sableye. I think it was it was Sableye and something else. But you use that that battle compressor or whatever to get like as many of the other cards in your discard. That was actually a competitive deck. Um, it was uh, Joltik and Pumpkaboo was was the deck that I was using. Uh, was I doing Mad Party? There was one that had, I think... Night March. That was Night March. It was quite a while ago. Yeah. So, I know the um, Paradox Rift became legal this weekend. I think on Sunday, Next officially. Went, was it, I thought it was 48 hours after release. Nope. Two weeks for TCG. It's, well, it's legal in TCG Live already. Right, that's it, and it's okay. legal in Japan. In Japan, okay, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know I've seen I got completely donked on by a Roaring Moon deck. It was my first match of the day. Wasn't expected seeing it, and they had twelve energy attached before I had two, and I'm like, "Yep, we're just gonna go ahead and leave because this ain't gonna end well for me." There, so Roaring Moon. From what I've seen, like I've been watching streamers and in and, and you know listening to podcasts and stuff like that, and you know, from what I'm hearing, Roaring Moon, Charizard, well, no, Charizard, Gardevoir, and um, Chimpao with Iron Hands mm-hmm. are the like top three decks that are expected going into LAIC. Roaring okay. Moon is just the next step down. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it really is good. It's it crazy. just it seems like it's a very energy expensive deck. Like, you have to have more energy than I'm used to seeing in competitive decks for it, it to is, work. If you've played Maridon, yeah. it's Maridon. It's a better version of Maridon because okay. you can actually knock things out like one hit. Yeah, because of the. You can like one hit, right? Yeah, the frenzy, frenzy gouging. It doesn't um, seem. I don't know. I faced it. I faced it a couple times. It, maybe it's the person I was facing, but 
it like they would like be able to one hit stuff, but then like you can kind of clap back. Yeah, as a Charizard at least, like. Um, so it it does really well against two prize decks, um, but when it gets into like a single prize deck, like against a colorless Lugia or something like that, or Lost Zone, like it just can't hang um, because you're doing two hunt. Like it just it's meant to be fast. And boom, powerful right out of the gate. Done. Um, the mm-hmm. one, the Chimpow with Iron Hands looks really fun. Um, and then the there's a new Charizard list because of the TM evolutions that came out now. <laughs> where oh, don't don't talk too loud about the D evolution card. Oh. He, he, he may have molded just a little bit last night on that one. You got hit with the de-evolution card? Probably. I don't fucking know. That was when you finally <laughs> lost and you were you were not happy. Yeah, the, I, I got hit with a bunch of dumb shit. What was this bullshit? How did that happen? Somebody, somebody today was like doing some like bullshit poison strategy. is really pissing me off. With? With like slow bro or, or oh, Valerian slow king. I don't know, dude. It was like such a BS shit. Yeah, you get oh. those those every once in a while. But um, the uh, there's the new Charizard list that's kind of going around has taken out um, Pidgeot EX completely. Uh-huh. Like there's no really? more Pidgeot EX um, because of the TM, the Evolution TM. Now you can go ahead and get that with Arvin. And put it onto your starter, put an energy on, and evolve two of your Pokemon right away. So what the lists are looking like now is less rare candy. They're adding Bidoof and Babarel. So you have draw support, which is Charizard's biggest issue. Was it had no draw support. You were relying on Pidgeot to go in and grab exactly what you needed, and that's it. A barrel at least will give you more draw support. Um, and then uh, you're running this this list that I saw was from um, one of the guys in Japan that were in, I, I think, in the Elite Four um, over there. And there's no Entei. Um, it's, it's pretty much straight just you're going to smack people with Charizard. Um, you'll use Mew to kind of, um, like the celebrations Mew to like grab things at the beginning of the game. You have your Radiant Charizard, but it's pretty much get Babarel out, try and get two Babarel, try and get two Charmanders and evolve them with your TMs versus Rare Candy. So you can't get hit with the de-evolution. Ooh. That makes sense. I, 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 do you remember the Reggie deck you played last night, Lyle? The one that made yeah, no that sense. Was, that was really weird. I played it twice today. It's coming back. That that was an old deck. It was like but, it was it was literally every Reggie in one yeah. deck. And we're like we're both. Everyone's like, what the hell is this? And I'm so like, the Reggie deck was actually very competitive before rotation. This last rotation, um, because of Rainbow Energy. When they got rid of Rainbow Energy with that rotation, the deck couldn't function. Well, they figured out a way to make it function again because I've saw, saw it three times Earthen, in two days. Earthen Vessel 
has made ah. that has made that deck work now. Being able to go in and grab energy, like two energy right away, um, just from discarding. So you want to discard stuff, um, so that you can use. So the the whole basis of the deck is to get all the Reggies on in play, then bring in Reggie Gigas. And Reggie Gigas's ability says once you have all the Reggies in play. You can take three energy from your discard pile and put them onto any of the Reggies. Yeah, that they never got that far against me. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, if if you don't know how to play it, like I have it and I've I'm trying to learn it because it's it's definitely one of the more complex decks to play because you have to sequence everything correctly. Like I, I one, just got yeah. I got really lucky and had my V star on turn two and three bosses orders in my hand. They, they didn't. That's, yeah, that's game. <laughs> they didn't have a chance. Uh, I was like, I feel bad for what I'm doing to you, but I'm going to do it quickly. The one that annoys the shit out of me is this, uh, the iron valiant that's been played. Mm-hmm. I've seen one time. It's just very um, takes forever. Well, what sucks is is there's a build that is out that is specifically to grab a first turn donk like right off the bat. So the common thing in TCG is you never bench a second Pokemon. You only put your your active into play, and then you wait to see what your opponent's deck is before you make your bench decision. Um, really? Because it pays... Well, yes, because let's say you've got a whole bunch of basic Pokemon you could put down, and then you play Lost Zone. Now you have to try and make bench space to put in your Jirachi or put in your Manaphy or, like, you know... You, you don't want to use up all your bench space before you even know what you're playing. Okay, makes sense. But because of this Iron Valiant, being able to drop damage counters on the active Pokemon just from switching in and out. People are playing four of them, and it does 20 per thing. Most basic, like, baby Pokemon are, like, 60, 70 HP. Like, Charmanders mm-hmm. are 70 HP. You get three of those on turn one, you lose. <laughs> because you don't have anything on your bench. <laughs> So, uh, like the the joke is 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 it, are we now benching second Pokemon just so that we don't have to deal with Iron Valiant? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty annoying. But this set is it's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff in in the set. I'm really excited to see what goes on next week at LAIC, because um, that's really really going to be. Um, you really be able to see what the meta is going to look like going forward. It may not be exactly the same, but mm-hmm. it's what it'll it'll kind of look like going forward. I expect to see more shifts tournament to tournament too, simply because these tournaments are spaced out more now. Mm-hmm. Versus October, we every single freaking weekend we had something which it was overloaded. Yeah, like I'm it glad was... that November's two and December's two. Yeah, it's uh. It was it was a very busy October, um, but um, 
Yeah, so there's two things I've learned so far with Paradox Rift. Uh, and this one will be... And all the while, you're just really wondering, are we going to get hopped up enough to make some bad decisions? And perhaps play a little game called Just a Tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. Or, ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. This week's Just just the Tip uh, is about the TM evolutions. So, uh, one thing that the card does not specify um, is that you cannot skip stages. So, very important that if you put your TM evolution and you try and evolve from, let's say, a Charmander to a Charizard, that is not going to work. It has to go to the next stage. The other thing is when you're using a Pokemon like Charizard and you use the TM evolution card to evolve your Charmeleon to Charizard, you forfeit Charizard's ability. Because Charizard's ability specifically says that it has to be played from your hand to, you know, to the field. In order for you to use the, uh, what is it, Infernal Blaze or whatever it is, to get the energy. If you evolve it with the TM, you cannot use that ability. I learned that real quick. <laughs> so so the this isn't to be careful? Yes. This is an attack? Yep. So, uh, so you know how, like, when you evolve your Charizard with the rare candy, it gives you the the option to go into your deck and grab yeah. three energy. If you use the TM, uh, the TM evolution, to evolve your Charmeleon to Charizard, it forfeits the ability because the ability says it has to be played from your hand. The TM evolution is an attack that allows you to go into your deck from your deck to the field. So, uh, mm-hmm. I would have never thought of that. No, I didn't either. <laughs> and I thought I was being slick and nope. <laughs> and I guess it makes sense. Just like when you play Luminion from like if you if you nest ball, like Luminion you nest ball Luminion, yep, it doesn't work. Correct. So, yeah. Learned that pretty quick. <laughs> you, you 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 know what I've enjoyed there? Reviews. We got a My lot of reviews. God, we've got a lot. You want me? You want me to start, or do you want to start? You can start because I got to pull the other ones up off of Discord. I'm going to do the easy one and leave the other ones to him. That's <laughs> uh, says my favorite podcast. Five stars. You guys are amazing at what you do. I love talking about all aspects of Pokemon. I joined the Discord about two and a half months ago, and I love how involved everyone can be with each other, except Astro. I'm not the greatest at (laughs) PvP, but you guys are helping me big time. And the custom metas are fun, no matter what your record is at the end of it. Thanks again for for all you guys do, and good luck and get good. From Christian, a.k.a. Staffordshire, who is making a big play for Spice Lord, but in doing so for the Nimbus... Or for the neutral cup, he may have found a sneaky good Pokemon. And I won't give his strat out. But mm. it donked on me pretty hard. Is it a grass type? Nope. Hmm. Yep, that's all I'm gonna say. Interesting. Uh so we got a couple more. Uh this one was an email sent to us. Uh says, Hey guys, just wanted to say thank you for everything. 
um, for everything. Branching the show into three competitive formats, I think, is a great way to keep your interest in the franchise without becoming burnt out by the actions of Niantic. Um, pretty sure Wildcat said that in uh, this last episode. But yeah, uh, you guys have... You guys are learning how to do a show over three very big topics that all require nuances. Please keep up your amazing work. I look forward to every Thursday when this uh, when this drops for me local time. I wish I could learn at a rate that would keep up. Uh, keep up, but you all. Um, you'll. Brain fart. Um, y'all. <laughs> be winners long before I can even get a team together uh, with you um, together uh, with two kids under 10. Uh, it's pretty hard. Best regards. And this is from Carter son. And there's a PS here that says Astro. It's pronounced Dean. <laughs> My family are weirdos from Wales and placed uh, the E at the end. Um, I guess that's, a common thing in the UK. It's a silent E, damn it. <laughs> it's a silent E. Uh, um, this next one is, is, is pretty long. Um, this one comes from the, this was an email sent in from, uh, Emolix. Um, I'm it's, it's a lot, um, here. I appreciate everything. Uh, he, uh, also offered, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten code cards for next month's uh, TCG tournament. Let's go. Yep. Um, but uh, the end, it, he has questions, so that's why I want to just kind of jump to the question part of it. Um says finally I'd like uh I'd like to end on two questions. I love playing GBL, but to be honest, I'm not great. I'm slowly improving, but lots of room to get better. I've started understanding move timings more recently and can now better understand my mistakes that have cost me games. It feels like a breakthrough moment. What were uh sorry, just lost it. Uh what where did it go? I just lost. Hold on. <laughs> this is okay. What were you? Uh, what were your own breakthrough moments that helped you start and hit better elo? I think move timing is is the biggest one that that you can call out as a breakthrough moment. Once you can get that down and you can learn to manage not only your own energy but your opponent's energy. Uh, the example I always give, we, we were talking about this last night, um, with Charizard into Sableye, for example. They're almost always going to throw that foul play right at six. Or they'll throw it at seven to try to CMP you so you waste your energy. So most of the time, I'm either going to do one of two things. I'm going to keep farming all the way till, till they get to 11 if they haven't thrown yet, then throw. Or I'm going to let them throw shield and then farm up to the next move on their turns. So I'm maximizing your energy. So we're learning that move timing as well as energy manipulation is absolutely massive. And 
Let's, I'll be honest. Lyle was the one that really helped me with that through the faction system and making sure that I was each turn making sure that, you know, if I'm running Galv into Frostlass, throw, throw that extra volt switch. They're going to, they're, they're going to see on PU anyways, just throw it. So that little things right there is, is really big. I know Lyle can probably give you a hundred thousand different things since he's, you know, just absolutely busted. But Lyle, what was, where, when did you start realizing that you were getting better and what was that big step to get there? Um, yeah, I think definitely like proper over farming is like, is one of the most important things because, um, like any, any carryover energy you can have is important. Like, but you also, you also have to like really keep track of opponent's energy and also know like your CMPs so that you can know like safely how much you can over farm. Right. Um, is it, is it worth it to over farm in different situations? So um, it's like kind of dynamic depending on the situation, but like in general, like leaving a matchup that you already you are winning with energy will help you later on in the game as well, right? Like it will make it more difficult for the opponent as well, which is also good for you. So um just that another thing that's like pretty good is uh like rec- recognizing sort of like common cores and stuff in open great league and things like that like if you play quite a bit like maybe you, you you're not going to shield your lead pokemon cuz you already have an idea of you know what their potential backline could be so um just things like that also can can help over time but definitely like the energy thing is is one of the more critical ones and it's it's also not easy to 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 learn as well cool uh the second uh and end of of the email uh i'm uk based and going to attend liverpool in january as a spectator uh potentially may enter for the hell of it uh as i just want to start getting involved in the community and learn to get better I can't find much information online. Do you have any advice for the day, such as when to arrive, what to expect during registration, and any other kind of admin would I, uh, any kind of admin would I need to do? Uh, I appreciate different regions, but um, assuming it would be similar enough. Um, so I'll start with saying just just go play. There, it's it's cool spectating it. But go for that experience of playing because it's the only way you're going to get comfortable playing. You can then have a, a story like I did when I got power gymmed at NAIC my first time. <laughs> so, but you know what? It prepared me for when I went to Fort Wayne the next year that I was able to be a lot more cool under pressure and actually, you know, slow things down for myself. Had I not had that NAIC experience, I probably wouldn't have done nearly as well in Fort Wayne. Um, as far as admin stuff, Make sure you're registered on Play Pokemon. Make sure you sign up for the tournament in advance. Um, I haven't been to a regional lately. Lyle, how is registration going and things as far as at the venue? Or is it pretty timely fine. now? You- yeah, it's fine. Other than Worlds, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> Worlds was an absolute shit show. But, uh, you know. I saw pictures of that line. <laughs> yeah, it's it was horrible, dude. Um like so for like toronto we just went the morning of and like we were registered within very short like astro and pittsburgh was the same thing like there was not a long line you just walked up you show your id 
your your Pokemon ID number and they give you your badge and whatever. Um, as for timing, you should probably aim to be there by like 8 a.m. just to be safe because usually tournament starts around 9 and there's going to be some sort of like, you know, meeting or something beforehand depending on what you're doing. So you don't want to be late for that because um, it will affect you. Make sure you lock your team in bef- early. Don't don't forget yeah. to set your team. And um, don't uh, be careful if you're like trying to get something to eat or something. Make sure you really know when you're next going to be battling because um, if you're if you like miss your time slot, they are not forgiving. So, yeah. Um, snacks. Pack yeah, snacks. I usually bring some like some like mixed nuts and some like you know beef jerky or something like that. Some slim jims. Yeah, some you're, you're not carrying a pocket Down full of poutine. No. <laughs> oh, one thing though that actually happened to my friend that was like really unfortunate was that he his um when at the venue he was trying to log in and the two factor authentication was being sent to his old phone. And he actually got DQ'd from round one because it took him it took him so long. He eventually was able to get logged in, but by that point it was like 20 minutes later, like 30 minutes later almost, and they had they had to DQ him round one, unfortunately. So that's yeah. another thing to try to check before you go. Make sure you you have access to the phone that has your two-factor authentication on it. Mm-hmm. I do not recommend turning off your two-factor, though. I know some people will say you, you should do that. I don't recommend turning I off your two-factor. No, shouldn't be a problem as long as you have... Although when I was in Fort Wayne, I had the 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 two factor because when it was never a problem before when it was on uh, Android but then when they switched to iPhone um, it was like open your YouTube app and do this and I'm like I don't have a YouTube app on my phone so like I'm sitting there like at the table like like on like shitty Wi-Fi or whatever I had like trying to download YouTube <laughs> app on my phone so that I could I could so finish my two factor authentication yeah. Yep. Which I was able to do, thank God. Um, but uh, so, yeah, just be careful with some of that stuff too. For TCG, obviously, you don't have any of that stuff, but uh, no. make sure you don't forget any of your cards at home, you know? Yeah, don't forget your cards. Make sure you have extra sleeves. Um, make sure you have something to eat and drink because uh, you may not That's have a long time. day. That's a, a long day. day. And you more than likely don't have very much time between rounds. Um, Mm-hmm. So be uh, also dressed comfortably because you're sitting in very uncomfortable chairs for <laughs> periods of time. I know like in the go section, you guys are pretty you're like you're done in about like three minutes and then you can like kind of get up and move around. But if you're going for TCG, <laughs> the chairs usually do kind of suck. Yeah. Have, have you ever been to a banquet hall that you've enjoyed the chairs in? Let's be honest. No, because that's I mean, all these are banquet halls. Depends on how how. You know, nice it is. I guess. Yeah. No, so I, guess like, I have been in. I have been in Ritz's banquet halls, and their chairs suck just as badly. <laughs> it's just the. It is the banquet hall industry problem, not Pokemon's yeah. problem. But that leads me to a, to a, a great conversation piece, and it's not even in the notes. I, I just we have Mister Meta himself here that helps define the meta at, when he turn goes to a regional. And we have our first IC of the year coming up. LAIC 
uh, is what next weekend or is it's the 14th next weekend. Next weekend. Um, so Lyle, give me five Pokemon to watch out for that aren't, you know, Metacham, Gligar, though, um, Lantern, Superior, you know, keep off the big four. Um, Claude Sire? I definitely think you will see Claude Sire. Um, like, what does it have going for it? It's extremely bulky, and uh, it seems to have good play into a lot of the meta. Does it strictly beat things, like, straight up? Not necessarily, but uh, it definitely is very flexible on on the teams right you now. You know what it reminds so- me of? Because I've, I've been using it the last two days. Registeel. Where you're, you're you're hitting it with a wet fish to get to your charge moves to just land giant booms. Yeah, the Earthquake nerf might have hurt it a little bit. Um, undecided on what moves you want to run. But I think I definitely have spoken to some people um, that I, I, I that are in like the South American community. And I do know some people are, are still interested in finding a spot for that on their team. Um as for other things in the meta, like um, seems like Charm A9 is starting to carve out a bit of a role in the competitive meta because a lot of teams are lacking steel types, um, as well as uh, Mandibuzz seems to be kind of ticking up as Umbreon dropping just uh, due to the frequency of people running Dynamic Punch on their meta champ. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Mandibuzz seems to just do like a little bit better in the Metacham matchup, which is probably why people are using it. And also Superior, like Mandibuzz kind of destroys Superior, right? So, um, and uh, that's four. Yeah, there's some spicy other picks. Like, there's some cool dragons out there right now, too, that you might see. Like, I think Arctobax is pretty interesting. Um, like Dragonair, Guzzlord, like those those dragons definitely have an interesting role right now as well. So I think there's a lot of kind of cool picks. Um, we'll have to see how it how it all shakes out, but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Okay, so now you've given me what I expect, pretty much what I expected to hear. I need one off the wall pick that no one would think to bring that actually could break the meta. Oh, I know Shadow you're looking Sizer. at these all the time. Huh? Shadow Sizer. Explain. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, like, the main steel type in the metas are Sand Slash, and you're going to be dealing neutral damage to it with Bullet Punch. It's actually a pretty close matchup. Um, the Metacham matchup is pretty close, actually, as well. You do lose, but it's, I think you can get Metacham down to, like, 4 or 5 HP in the one shield. So it's pretty close. And then you, like, destroy... So, like, the a common core right now is, like, Frostlass Superior. So, like, mm-hmm. you actually, like, crush that core. Um, and the only thing that you really hard lose to is, like, Lantern. So as long as you can cover Lantern well with the rest of your team, I think it's very, it's very spicy, but uh, very interesting as well. Like... I mean, heaven forbid your opponent has a charm A9. Like, they, they will be scared to death um, of that thing. I like that pick a lot. Uh, Exeter like does, lot. like, almost, like, literally does 45% to Metacham. 
Yeah, and, and and then if you if you get ballsy and want to try to bait that meta cham and throw that the um, night slash and get the boost. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that, that thing will run the meta if you boost. X scissor for for competitive play just because um, the X scissor is like going to be dealing super effective damage to the grass types as well as like really hard hitting stab neutral damage into a lot of things. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess you could run Trailblaze. I don't think it really helps you in the in the lantern matchup just because it's like double double resisted bullet punches, right? Because it's like a water electric type. So that's like the main downside would just be the the lantern. But um, I did like build a team for fun with it, which was like with like Licky, Dragonair, and Superior like core around the sizer just to help like kind of um really scare away potential lantern threats and let sizer kind of feast so and one person actually um cornucopolis he ran that in the challenge day the day two challenge in toronto and he did go 5-0 in the in the round robin round um but uh i think uh onion frank was able to beat him in the top cut somehow i don't know because that their team was so friggin' weak to that thing like they they were literally running like arctabax sand slash a9 metacham superior like they they were like super weak to that uh sizer but i guess he just found a way to to to, to get it done so beat it by committee <clears throat> the other really awesome thing about the laic this is our i'm pretty sure lyle will correct me if i'm wrong quickly this is our first 256, isn't it? Ever? What? There's 256 people signed up. No, we had that before, I think. Um, what pretty regional? sure. Well, it's not a regional, it's an international, but yeah. Yeah. pretty sure um, like EUIC last year had like that many people. Um, also, like. I don't know how many people NAIC had, but there was there was quite a few. I don't think everyone actually like played, but uh, um, there was a lot of people signed up for it. Yeah, like there was like I made day two, and it was top sixteen for day two, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking up LAIC. Yeah, okay. NAIC was two fifty six. However, didn't we have a lot of no shows for that one? So it wasn't yeah. really two fifty six. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, they can they can only do so much, right? So yeah. like, I think, I think there has been some two fifty six, but uh, definitely, it's going to be very interesting, especially with open team sheets. It's going to be really cool. Like, um, like no more hiding behind your what's your medi move set or your water gun lantern, which won me a couple battles, like or at Pittsburgh and Toronto where. People were using their Gligar as their like as their soft loss to Lantern, and then, or like in uh, Toronto, I uh, I led my Lantern into Amanda Buzz, and the opponent swapped into uh, Carving, and uh, I was Water Gun, so the Amanda Buzz matchup is actually like not that bad, um, so that that helped me a little bit there. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so you went to Toronto. Um, yep. How how was your experience in Toronto versus your experience in Pittsburgh now that you've 
already like you came in second, like you're good. Um, I believe, I mean, I don't know if anything has changed, but you were like what top five in the world or in, in North America. Uh, as far as yeah, I sold goes. well, yeah, because like there's been a few other regionals. I, I only attended Toronto and I unfortunately just fell short of getting points there. Um, I don't think I played that bad. I just I did make like one critical mistake in that cost me a game versus JJN, and obviously, like he ended up winning, so um, that kind of like stings. But uh, he did he did RPS the shit of me out of me in game three, so um, well, good good line reads by him. Um, but yeah, definitely want that second game back for Sim. Like I'm still, still thinking about it, but, uh, that'll happen. And I don't know, like, I, I think I would have been, I think I did, honestly, I think I did pretty well in Toronto, just that one mistake for JJN. And then like, I go down to the loser's bracket and I just need to win one more round to get my points and my opponent is Wadaj. And like, at that point, like not saying I can't beat him, but it's like it makes it more difficult, right? When you're actually like that again. That was the grand finals matchup at Pittsburgh, and we're mm-hmm. talking like round round four losers in Toronto, right? So yeah, it's uh, it's it's difficult, but it's the way it goes sometimes. Um, like I said, I do. I want the points. Yes, um, we have a couple. I have a couple. I have a cup coming up this month, so hopefully I can do well there. But again, like a lot of these people on the leaderboards, like especially in some of the different states, like they've done like four cups already, three, four cups. Like I've only done one cup and, uh, you know, I'm almost max on challenges, but those are only 15 points each. So those are not like really the big hitters. Right. Right. Um, so and have you won off all, all of those that you've challenges you've done? No, um, no, I've won three challenges. I've, okay. So you can no, still go could do more to, to up your points from. Yeah. Challenges. I th- wait, how many have I won? Two. Yeah, I've won three challenges. Um, one of them, one of them, I came second. Another one, I didn't top cut in. And so, I mean, like, I'm not worried about maxing challenges. Like, I'm doing like probably like two a month at least. Um, so I'll definitely win at least three more by the the cutoff date. Um, the cups are the ones that are going to get sweaty. So yeah, definitely need to make sure I try to get points in the cups. Yeah. yeah, so well, so right now looking at the leaderboards, uh, inside the top 15 is where I'm going to stretch it out to. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five of our Disc- Discord members that I know for certain are in our Discord. There may be a f- another one or here or there that isn't using their in-game name that I don't know who they are. So, you know, five of the top 15. That's you know pretty pretty decent job. Good job, Lyle. Good job, Buckeye. Doom. Rise. Yeah, my points have not Mason. really gone up since, like, you know, I like mean, I said, because I. But didn't I'm looking get at like points. you, for example, versus like Rise. Rise has done what three or four regionals already. Yeah, he's done a couple. Um, I mean, he did what he did pretty. He did much better than me at the at the regionals, right? So, well, at the other ones, so. Um, but he's also had more cups and stuff. So, which, I mean, if I do, let's say I win two cups, uh, that already puts me at the same level as like number three. Right. So, um, and it's, I mean, I am leading Canada, so don't forget that. Okay. (laughs) You you are, you are first in Canada. You're you're ranked nine in the world. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm in a good spot. It's just like, like I said, I'm a little, I'm just disappointed because like, I just basically, like if I got points from Toronto, I would be basically like guaranteed Worlds, Worlds in. I'm already pretty much, I think, in a really good spot, but it's just a little disappointing that I wasn't able to like get that little bit of chip points there because yeah. it is my home regional. Um, are but, you, are uh, you going to go to Vancouver now because of it to defend Canada? I don't know yet about Vancouver. Um, just because the only problem is the accommodations are like really expensive there. I was gonna say WestJet um, flight wouldn't be expensive to Vancouver most likely. No, I can but. get a I can get a fl- like a really cheap flight for like almost like two hundred bucks. So the only problem with WestJet, you just only get one point two inches of leg room. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I flew I flown WestJet one time from New York to Toronto, and I said I literally I sat down and said never again. <laughs> you cannot force me to ever like do this. Again. It was so <laughs> tiny. I, my knees hurt so bad. Well, you should have got a uh, should have paid for first class. There was no first class on that plane. Well, you're probably on like a baby plane. I was a three twenty. WestJet has like real planes too. You know, they I I flew WestJet to Japan, so. And that was like a real plane, you know. Okay, okay. So something you're probably you're you're, you're not sad about though, you know. Go, go from the negative of Toronto to my man just went on a freaking tear for GBLA this week. Yeah, that was fun because like my I hadn't played in GBLA in a couple seasons, which is basically it's it's a little difficult to get in because it's it's also like a bit of luck as well because they they base it usually on like the the leaderboards. Um, and like, we also didn't have it for like a season or two and they usually take the leaderboard data on like Thursday. So you need to be like in a good position by that at that point of the week. Right. And they usually take like the top eight. Um, so I was like eighth, I, I, I got second and then I didn't battle so I could try to keep that spot. And then I got eighth, um, for the, the update where they took the leaderboards and then I was able to win it in Halloween cup. So, which puts me into the grand finals at the end of the season. Congratulations, so. buddy. It was, it was Thank fun. I, I got a little worried about you. The, I think it was game two of the final. And I'm like, is he got, does he got this? The, the, uh, what? Oh my God. The catch in the game. I remember if it was game one or game two, but it, it was just absolute Lyle plays. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here. It's like, I anyone lesser would have lost these battles. Yeah, those are it was tricky because like I, I was when I was battling me Weedles on my lunch break and uh, so like I'm sitting and I'm like kind of like stressing a bit. He always he always destroys me when I battle him and um, like I do scrims with him quite a bit for regionals and stuff and he usually like destroys me. So I was like stressing a little bit, but I actually like. I, I got them good. So that felt pretty good. Like, yeah, um, they make you do all the battles. Like it's, it was best of five. They make you do all five. And I, I like four one them. And the only battle I lost was where like, I was out for pocket. I was trying to run houndstone and, uh, some, it wasn't going so well for me sometimes. <laughs> that, that battle was so bad. <laughs> yeah. I should have, if I, sh- if I could get, if I win lead, Against Pocket, or sorry, against uh, Me Weedle, I have him like lined up in the back. Yeah, he had he had Mandibuzz Azzy, right? So yeah, but, but it, okay. it didn't work out that way. That was rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but but you know you know what's less RPS style? The neutral cup. Is it? 
It is. I was We've also at that. had to change the ban list since last week's show. Oh, just the belly bolt? Yeah, belly bolt got added to the ban list because um, it's releasing the same day the tournament starts, and we're going to use play rules. If it's not out for 48 hours, it can't be used. Okay. Um, so, have you looked over the meta any at all? Yeah, I built a team, but I think I might have to revisit it um, because I'm like... There's a couple Pokemon that I'm like a little worried about. Um, I so, like Raichu though, so I, I'm gonna oh, try yeah. to use Raichu. And um, I say I think, yeah, the team that I built is interesting. Um, I, I like Raichu a lot as well. Um, if you're looking outside of the top twenty, what what's a Pokemon outside of the top twenty ranking that you would you would say might have some play into the meta? Um, let me just pull up the rankings because I, I built a team and I think some of the Pokemon I, I picked were outside of the top, whatever, but I, I don't have the rankings open right now. Just let me see here. Well, he's doing that. The other thing that we did announce in the discord and those in the discord know, but every, every month we, we announce a spice Lord here on the show, starting with this or last month, technically, but heading forward. Whoever wins that Spice Lord gets a special Discord roll that comes with a special icon. It's the Pepper Crown. It's the the literal Spice Lord. <laughs> so, there, I, I know at least three people that have like hardcore said, "I'm going for that." I can't win the tournament. I can win Spice Lord. And one of them is he definitely has a spicy team, and it about got me until I realized what was happening. Um, being that right, right, choose in there. Um, I, I doubt my my team's gonna be very spicy. Um, oh. I actually liked uh, Clefable, Clef- which was at number sixty-eight. It seemed interesting because, like, um, like Ana is the number one Pokemon, and you have a um, Meter Mash, right? So, mm-hmm. like, if your fairy beats their fairy, that can kind of free up some of the. Actually, the team I built was like pretty strong into um, A9. So Note to self, drop A9, pick something different. <laughs> Got it, okay. Yeah, because uh. there's another Pokemon at 32 that I was also looking at, Litleo. Which mm-hmm. I looked at Litleo as well. Um, and uh, like another one that looks kind of interesting is Wimscott as well. Mm-hmm. Because like there's a lot of electric type, right? Or, so... Things that resist um, electric are looking pretty good. It doesn't look like there's really any good grass types, really, other than Whimscott. So, okay, hear me out. Focus Blast Mew. Mm, I don't know. No, don't do that. I'm not, well, I have five TMs, so I'm not. I'm not going to use Mew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is starting this Wednesday, the day the show comes out. We'll be starting that tournament um but but you know matthew drop britney for us buddy because because they did it they, they they went and did it again which which did it again thing should we talk about first the good the good thing for the for for the community or the bad thing or the dumb thing um because the good matter. thing's not in the show notes, because Astro may not even know what it has, because he doesn't, you know, go in the well, Discord. I know, I know what happened today. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, like glorious, what was it? About 45 minutes? Well, I didn't do anything about that because I'm thinking, well, I have three TMs. I evolved, I evolved enough Pokemon. At this point, I'd rather just power up the friggin' other other ones that I evolved, and then and then hope I don't have to TM them, as opposed to using a. Because, like, first of all, Quagsire has quite a few moves, so even if they took me have, fifteen. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, there's no point in me. I know it's like I honestly, I like I use Elite TM just like last week to get mirror shot on my fortress. So, um, you know, oh god, yeah, hurt. like I mean, I'm not exactly swimming in TMs right now because of the the rocket event. Like I had like thirty or more TMs, and then I just like I had a lot of stuff I wanted to TM for the rocket event, right? So, so I will say. Uh, for the, I, I guess we should say um, the, the oops moment for this one. They didn't put Aqua Tail and Megahorn in the elite TM pool. They kind of just dropped it in the standard TM pool. So for about forty-five minutes today, you could use a regular T charge TM and get the legacy move for free. So now I have a rank five Quagsire and a rank seven Quagsire with different moves that women with the the legacy and one without. Um, the other did it again. So, so you, you, what's the way they keep leaking these community days to us that we find out how the community, what the community day is going to be ahead of time? Uh, showcases. Guess what? They didn't make the showcase Pokemon this time. No idea. They, they didn't make it, um, the, the community day Pokemon. How big's your Squirtle, Astro? Oh, I don't know. Nowadays, it's like medium. Meh. I had a really big one. I won. I won. I won my showcase that I entered. I had an eleven score of eleven hundred and got second. Skill issue. I was livid because I had, I was like I'm good. I don't need to check on this. And then all of a sudden I went to claim it was second place. I'm like how? But yeah, they just <laughs> they're like eh, we don't need to worry about the, about what the actual showcase is supposed to be. We're just going to, you know, do whatever. It was Squirtle. Yay, Nyanic and your idiocracies. Uh, they did announce the next Community Day Classic that we totally didn't know what it was. I we didn't we figure did. out it was Marie three weeks ago uh, at all. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, okay. Mareep is November 25th. 20, yeah, 25th from 2 to 5. You'll get a move you don't want, so don't evolve during the community today. Okay, like any any reason to keep Dragon Pulse around? Is there any Amphros Dragon Pulse need? Um, The Mega, maybe? Maybe. So maybe keep one if you have a Hundo. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would like keep one. Yeah. For both leagues, just in case there's some weird like custom meta or something where you where you need a Dragon Pulse because like you don't want to have to lead TM at first. It's supposed to be such a shitty move. But um, like, yeah, it's it gets stab as the Mega as well, right? So it could be like maybe useful in as like a, a raid attacker or. Um, 
or like a Master League potentially. Because it's a dragon, dragon electric type, right? As the mega, Correct. so. And it has the best hair in the business. Fabio! Um, quarter hatch distance. Um, all the other standard bonuses are in effect. Nothing too crazy here. Um, they also gave us all of next season's community day dates. So you can start locking them in next month, December 16th and 17th. January 6th. January 20th will be a Community Day Classic. Can we have Beldum? No, it's a starter at this time, isn't it? Probably. What starter do we have left that would actually be an exciting Community Day Classic? Hmm. That is a good we've, question. We've had Venu, we've had Swampert, we've had Charizard. Maybe Meganium or something they, they Mega- would do. I would say Meganium and Polion or Samurott would be the next ones as far as things I care about. I just want them to release Shadow Samurott. That's the only thing I care about. That would be good. Yeah, it would be good. It would be pretty good. Uh, and then February 4th. So the reason it's so early in February, let me let me go ahead and spoil, spoil next season for you. We're going to have a go tour event at the end of February. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, a- according to the the leaks, I'm going to be salty as hell about January's Community Day. But we'll wait for the question later to talk about what we expect January Community Day to be. But something I'm only slightly salty about. Mega Garchomp Raid Day. Why, why am I slightly salty about this, guys? I don't know. What, why? You busy? Kentucky has a noon kickoff, and it's a two to five event. Um, let's see. 11th, November 11th. So that's this coming Saturday. Um, November 11th. You know, the same. Yeah. Kentucky plays out. Good news is we're playing Alabama, so it may be such a blowout by 2 p.m. I'll just say screw it and go out anyways. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Um, but Mega Garchomp will be appearing in raids. Uh, the remote raid pass limit for Saturday is increased to 10. You'll get five free raid passes for in person from spinning disc. Increased shiny Garchomp. There's also an event exclusive ticket. Supposedly, there's an increased chance of Rare Candy XL. I say supposedly because do y'all remember the last raid event when they increased chance of Rare Candy XL? How many did you get for the $5 ticket? Oh, I got zero because I didn't pay for it. When was that? I don't even remember. Uh, That was the Mega Swamper weekend last year. I didn't really play because that was the same weekend as Toronto. Oh, that was, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, I got two and I did 25 raids. That's not an increased chance. Uh, But if you want to be scammed out of $5, uh, you will get eight raid passes. And these bonuses are in effect from 2 to 10 p.m., even though the event is 2 to 5 p.m. You'll get eight raid passes, making a total for 14 of the day. 50% 50% more XP from Raid, two times Stardust from Raid, and an increased chance of Rare Candy XL. I recommend 
and I hate to be this guy, let our beta testers let us know what that rate is before you purchase the ticket. That's or you just, could not. Or you could not. You could not. But if it's if it's actually dropping at a really good rate, well, I get doing it. I mean, <clears throat> Garchomp's like pretty relevant in in Master League, so and it's um, like increased shiny odds are always good, right? So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I have think a, it's I have a hundo already built. I don't have a hundo, but I—I I mean, I don't have a hundo built. So, but it's—I have a one built. Yeah, I have uh, a ninety-eight. The, I think. Oh no, wait. What is it? Uh, it's a ninety-six actually. Uh, also, if you want to get scammed in the online web store for five dollars, you can get one remote raid pass and two in-person raid passes. I'm not certain how that's a discount. Because for $5.95 in game currency, Pokecoins, you can get three remote raid passes and two premium raid passes. Yeah, we want to convince our listeners to play this game. And I feel like we're just trying to like persuade them. I, the the in game <laughs> shop bundle actually is really good. Three remote raid passes and two in persons for $5.95 is actually a decent deal. If you That's don't pretty much getting this, two free in-person rate passes. If you don't have to give this company money, don't do it. There's nothing. I have a bunch of coins there. left over still. There you go. Use those. Exactly. That's what I'm That's saying. It. The $5.95 seems like a good deal to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, overall, like I said, it, it is a very PvP relevant event. As Lyle said, Garchomp is very relevant uh, for Master League, especially Master Premier, which maybe will come back one day. And in raids as well, like it's yep. the mega is going to be raider. really good for for like you have dragon or ground types, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and this mega is just absolutely freaking kick ass. Mm-hmm. And it's shiny mega. Have you seen the shiny mega? No, but I hope it's better than shiny Garchomp. Oh, go look, go go, go do a little Google shiny. Because I know mega. shiny Garchomp's a little little underwhelming. Just do a Google on shiny mega Garchomp. Live reaction. Okay. Okay, I see you. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Hot pink. Hot way better pink. than uh, way better than regular shiny Garchomp. Yes. It reminds me a lot of shiny Gengar for when you mega it. Yeah. It's it such sense. a stark difference from the normal shiny. Oof. So yeah, Mega Garchomp. I'm excited for this one. I'll I will at least be remote rating because I need to get candy for it. But worst case scenario, I will continue, you know, doing it for a little while thereafter. Um, Festival of Lights, anything, Lyle, that you want to call out that people should be looking for during that event? For what? The Festival of Lights that starts on tomorrow. There's the Tad Bulb. You do get the Tad Bulb's debut. Okay, so I will say uh, you should definitely try to catch one because that thing, like, has really good stats. So if it, it like... If it ever gets like a moveset update, it could be pretty interesting. Um, so I would definitely try to like save a couple of the belly bolt um, if you can get one. Um, what else we got here? You I mean, Chinchow's good. Um, Marie, like There's what am Marie. I interested in? Well, we're gonna have a calm day, so I mean that one. Vulpix, you still need XLs for Ultra League, possibly, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. quite a few things you need. Um, 
what else? Electric has a Mega Magnemite, also has a Master League Pokemon, right? Like, you could try to get a Hundo. Voltorb, if you want to get spicy for Ultra League. Um, Billy there's... Bolt learns Thunder, or, or learns Weather Bowl. Yeah, it also knows, they're, they're giving it a Water Gun, I think, so. Yeah, I'm just saying, in the main series, it learns Weather Bowl. Yeah, that's, I think it could be interesting. Um, it doesn't um, have a lot of other viable moves. It's acid spray. Yeah, it's it's held back by its move in the main series. I, I think the ball incense cool. encounters are probably the best. Got Alone Geodude, Hisuian Voltorb, um, Slugma, Litleo, Dedene. Yeah, Morlul is extra Stardust, so... Oh, it is. Thank uh, you for the reminder, because I forget that. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, it. Belly Bolt has some interesting moves. Muddy Water, Mud, mud Shot. Um, I mean, they could always add new move types to the move to the game, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, doesn't have a lot of good stuff, but yeah, with like the Weather Ball. Um, I, I feel like if you give it Weather Ball and it be like a water type. No, let's see, it's yeah, wa water type Weather Ball for coverage. Mm -hmm. It could be really good. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it could be interesting. So I would definitely, I would definitely save. Uh, try to save one if you can. Um, and uh, never, it couldn't, couldn't couldn't hurt, right? So. Um. Yeah. Um, What's the little one called? Tadbulb. Tadbulb. Yeah. That's bad. So they have the same move set. Looks like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, you just give it weather ball, water weather ball, and it jumps up to a over fifty percent win rate against the open Great League meta. Mm-hmm. Well, like that's the thing is like a lot of electric types aren't necessarily that that like bulky, right? But um, yeah. it's got like uh, its stat product is what like um, stat nineteen thirty four for Great yeah. League, which if you search by like electric types and um, stat product, so it is. Just behind, it's about the same as Charger Buck, which is decent bulk, right? Um, it's like top electric types are Stungfisk, Unovan, twenty two hundred, and then you have Lantern, Pachirisu, and then Charger Buck, Belly Bolt. So like, it'd be like a decently viable electric type if you know. Um, we'll have to see down the road, but definitely worth saving one. Well, even in, I think in Ultra, it would be even better because most of those other bulky ones don't get up to Ultra League. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So in Ultra League, good God, they will never give it Weather Bowl. 36 and 13 against the Ultra League meta if it had Weather Bowl. Yeah, it's it's it would be one of the bulkier electric types in Ultra League, so that would be cool. Please uh, God make this happen, Nyanic. Come on. Let us have some fun. But then again, it would completely wall or dest- nearly destroy my jelly poly team by itself. I mean it's still like with that move said it will still get like completely walled by like Giratina and stuff like that. So there's it's not I don't think it would be like Oh, and like any grass types, I don't think it would be like overpowered, but it would be kind of nice core breaker for like, um, you know, Tapu Fini and some other stuff. Um, with the current moveset it's got, it's saying like its key wins are like Walren, Fini, Zard, Cress, Obstagoon, um, narrow losses to like Cabalion. So that seems like kind of interesting. Like it could maybe be like a spice pick in Ultra League. It's got a twenty nine and twenty win record versus the meta, so yeah, I mean it, it's it's right at what I would call viable in Ultra League today, even with not having coverage. yeah, and it only needs level forty two with the rank one, so it's not like it's like like a huge XL investment, right? So I think I think definitely could be something to consider just for like a spicy something or like maybe a potential. Future Pallet Town draft, Ultra League draft. You might want that like spice nugget there. So, I mean, it's ranked sixty-seven in Ultra League. That's what I'm saying. It's not not yeah. bad. Considering I've already hit Legend, and Ultra League comes back Friday, mm-hmm. if I get one, I may have to dump some resources into it for fun. Yeah. I don't know what I will do for Ultra League because I'm I'm not playing Electric Cup right now. So oh god, Electric Cup. Oh, I I tried to play GBL today, so I haven't touched the game in like three days. And today mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, I'll open it. Open it. I got to do a set. Doing pretty well, right? Starting my sets one two, going to game three, and it literally just shows my picture, and that's it. Oh, that's a new bug. Like, 
no player, no other player appeared. It didn't even give me like the little like escape um, button. Nothing. It just sat there. Hmm. I couldn't do anything. I had to completely shut down the app and whatever. And by that, as soon as that happened, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I have no that desire to open before. it up again. But yeah, so next week we have Ultra League and Electric Cup. Uh, I, I, let me give you the Electric Cup meta. Hasuian Electrode, Lantern, Fury Cutter Galvantula, Golem, Graveler. Yeah, the Rock Throwers. Um, I'm done. That That's the meta. I mean, that's the core meta. There, there is a few other Lux Race out there a little, but... Oh yeah, like you I mean, have I would to have feel the Lux uh, yeah. like very meta, but you need to have the preferably the shadow right. one, and preferably, yeah. and you need to have the hidden power ground. So it's like kind of a tougher to get. Um, and I mean, mining's pretty good here too. It's like ranked pretty high. You have that grass knot for the lanterns, right? So, um, but other than that, I'd say that's pretty much it. Yeah. I think actually Magnazone is kind of spicy, has some play now, but it's 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 in, it's not quite as good as maybe some of the other ones. And you obviously get destroyed by a hidden power ground user. So, so so the good news for Astro, the bug that he was reporting did not give him a loss in GBL. Uh, it was the one where you just at the battle screen it, it doesn't show anything. That's a, a a common bug. Most likely, did you switch apps? Yeah, or have a notification come in? It's just like lag set. You just have to restart. Yeah. Yeah. If you like switch apps common. or anything, it lags out GBL and you just restart your app and it works. You don't take a loss or anything for it. Yeah. I so, just, it was like, all right, I'll go do something else now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Yeah. Commonly, like if I get a phone call or something while I'm getting ready to queue up and then I come back, I'll get that error almost every time. Yeah. Uh, I will probably pick it back up on Friday when Ultra League's there because mm-hmm. then I can use my my new dark team. So big giant warnings are coming out now. Big flashing lights. Zygarde complete form has entered the game. There's at least three confirmed in the world. Oh, there's definitely more than that. I said at least three. I've seen three different v- people put out videos on it. And it I've wasn't seen, the same trainer. I've seen quite a few people on Twitter. Like all the people that – basically the people that have been grinding the routes like daily will mm-hmm. will be getting them now because you can get like three per day or whatever max the cells. So they kind of like time-gated you in, in that way, right? Um, but uh, yeah, people are – people are starting to get them now, so. So as you go to enter Ultra League this week be or on Friday – be aware that you may see that. It is currently ranked six. It runs Dragon Tail, Crunch, and Earthquake. That's fine. Dude, I saw some of these like these snapshots people took from Master League of like them hitting it with like a charge move. And it was actually like freaking disgusting. Like like a meteor mash from Metagross did literally like maybe twenty five percent to it, if that. Like 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 a dragon, dragon claw from Giratina Origin, or sorry, Giratina Altered, like basically did nothing. Like a super effective dragon claw. It has nine losses in the open Master League, as far as like against the core meta. Xerneas, Togekiss, Mamoswine, Sylveon are the only things that beats it comfortably. 
Dialga is flippable. Be okay against it, but you know, you definitely need play rough to be. You definitely have to have play rough. Zarud and Zarud, Lugia, and Ursaluna can beat it, but it's very much energy dependent. If you're starting from zero, they'll win. If that thing has one or two Dragon Tails leads, they're not going to win that battle. So just be aware of it. Like I said, I wouldn't avoid playing it specifically because it's going to be there. But it's something to be aware of. Next yeah, like, season, Medium look for it to hit him. 28% from Metagross. And like, that's, just that's like a really good move. You know what like, beats it pretty bad? What? Wall rain. It would, yeah. Yeah. Avalog. So Venusaur, Venusaur does pretty good against it, too. I think Avalog would. Venusaur? What, who the fuck's play? Are you talking about an Ultra League or, or a Master League. League? Ultra League. Oh, we're talking Master yeah, League. We're right talking no, Master League. No one minute. plays Master League. Come on. Hey, hey, hey. I have three Pokemon built that I play with. I, I I actually I played Master League. Dude, how is this Lugia matchup this close? Jesus Christ! That's what I'm saying. It's like, like if they get a crunch debuff early, they can just win that. Yeah. How like how is Zerud that close? Well, because I mean, they're spamming you, power whips. Yeah, that's true. Drag just just Dragon Tail damage. Like, mm. I wouldn't even think Dialga shouldn't be as close as it is because you're hitting it. With Dragon Briss, and you're resisting the Dragon Tails. I mean, yeah, Ultra League, it's destroyed by Warren. You're going to obviously lose pretty hard to Tapu Fini, like, because, you know, they're really heavily resisting, and the only thing you got for them is the Earthquake, right? Um, yeah. Ultra League, it does have a, a few more really hard checks. Things like Ninetales, Grambles, pretty common. Well, its stats aren't quite, like... It doesn't quite. It's not quite like all the way pow- like powered up there because like yeah. so like Ultra League, it's got a comparable bulk to like a Registeel. Yeah. So which is like bulky, but it's not like like in in Master League, it's literally the bulkiest Pokemon. It's like it's the most busted. Like Cresselia is still bulkier than Zygarde in Ultra League, right? So um, I, I, another thing that would probably do pretty well here, obviously depending on shields situations, is um. Like uh, the Sand Slash, Shadow Sand Slash, mm-hmm. and also um, a Steelix, right? Because yep. you, but again, you do have the Earthquake coverage. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. Like, I have not, I don't do that many routes. So, um, yeah, I have like 10. Like, Earthquake only does 45% to a Steelix in Ultra League. So, um, it's not really going to. You're not going to be able to be because again, they're they're also they have the breaking swipe, right? So by the time you get to that earthquake, you're going to be heavily debuffed. So it's it's interesting for sure. It, it's just insane how good it's covered versus the minute. Like it has the highest win rate of any Pokemon in ultra or great league or ultra or master league by far. 
But it's so in, like it's one of those things I don't understand. Like Nine talks all the time about accessibility and this and that. To put a Pokemon that's this inaccessible to most people. And yeah, I just don't think it. I don't think it. Um, it's gonna be as good in Ultra League because like it has good wins, but like versus stuff I'm seeing all the time in Ultra League, it's. I don't think it's like like Steelix and Steelix and Tapu Fini is like almost every team and like. Yep. I feel like it doesn't even do that well against Verizian, if I had to guess, because, um, like, Leaf Blade is just... It says it beats Verizian, actually. Interesting. The fact that it loses the Talonflame says a, says enough to me. That's probably, like, a baiting thing, though. I know, but even, it, it should have, like... You're fully resisting the incinerates... Like you should not be able to lose to a Talonflame. No, the fact that it beats that it straight up beats Vrizian with Leaf Blade is kind of fucked up. Yeah, because like Vrizian is just like you know what I'm saying. It's uh... also keep in mind though, like the other thing I'm noticing is like, um, like the most like all people only have research breakthrough ones, right? So, um, like some of the IV spreads that they're they're saying for like Ultra League and stuff, like you're not going to be able to get those, right? And if you don't have the Hundo, I wouldn't rush to build it because of how hard it is to get the resources. Yeah. Or at least like a 96, I would say. I think if you go any lower than a 96, you're probably wasting a bunch of resources because eventually this will come to raids, you think? Yeah. It, it, probably, I mean, like, well, we're getting Caldeo potentially, right? So, yep, that's what the leaks tell us. Um, and that's uh, actually a pretty like decent Pokemon. So, but then again, there's been some other Pokemon that I've been waiting to come to Elite raids that have that have not been coming, like um, um, Meloetta or Zarud. So, um, I guess we'll have it'll be just up to Niantic, right? But for accessibility reasons. You would think it would probably be a good idea to allow people to access the most powerful Pokemon in Master League, right? So, yeah. I, I, I take my money. Not only is it the most, it's one of the best designs of, of Pokemon ever has had. Yeah, um, I have fourteen cells, so I mean, I'm getting there. Uh, so. Lyle, I, did, I didn't warn you about this. We're going to do it to you on the fly. Astro, play the music for, for the thing. playing the o Canada music okay it's so here. normally we get dino's tip of the week but we can't we can't have you out here vibing to that so we have to play something appropriate for you lyle give us a tip of the week for pokemon go uh i don't know like what what do you want this tip to be related to your choice buddy you're the guest you're you're the master here enlighten us on your strats something for a player my caliber to get a little better just play more than once a week, I guess. Is that a good tip? If you want to get better? <laughs> okay. I, caliber uh, as in 
my level of play. Like not yeah, as, it's just as, like, as much as I play. It's just but. basically the same thing I always say. It's like uh, you need to be you need to be actually like critically thinking about your your battles. So like like people are just like, oh well, got RPS that one, like move on to the next one. So not always the case, right? Like there there's always things you can try to improve um in in each battle so like because like again let's say you're running the same team over and over again you're you're gonna start facing the same team every once in a while too right and maybe it's like a very tough team for you to beat but like like you can find a way to beat like core breakers like you know like um if you're if you kind of try to manage your energy and you know your resources correctly so um, I would say, yeah, just just don't always um, chalk it up to RPS when you lose, right? Like, try to kind of think a little critically about what you can do better. And if you don't know, then it's it's a good thing to reach out to people who are more experienced than you to kind of look at, over your gameplay to try to give you some tips for things that you can potentially work on, right? So. Um, like for me, especially like since I've been doing some TCG stuff recently, like how do I learn about like how I should be optimizing different decks and stuff? Same as Pokemon Go, how I should be utilizing different Pokemon, like watch YouTube, watch Twitch, people live streaming. So you can kind of get an idea of how they use different mons and and stuff like that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the best way learn by example as well. So. Yeah. So are you gonna watch start watching when me and Matthew stream on Friday so you can see I, I will watch the experts. <laughs> oh, right. I don't blame them. Uh but following up on what I said, you know, reaching out for help and using the resources. Mm-hmm. The BTW Discord though over the last week since the last time we recorded has had so many people hit legend, some for the first time, uh-huh. by leveraging the resources there. Dino hit legend Wednesday. Um, why am I yeah, that might not hits? necessarily even be coaching, like right. That yeah. could be just getting like team advice from people, or just like you know how like. And if you do get a team advice from people, just like a quick breakdown on playing at certain matchups can just like help you go in a long way, right? So yeah. there's there's all different levels of that. Yeah, um, DeFi is a great example of that. DeFi did not want coaching this season. Yeah. She reached out and asked Lyle, hey, I like your Dickersby team. Give me the lowdown on these five or six matchups and then learn the team herself. Well, I think Took also herself. what helped. Yeah. Also, I was going to say also a help too is like I did stream some, I did stream a few times playing that mm-hmm. team too. So like, I think like, again, that's another thing is like, if you're watching as someone who's like really good streaming and they, and they're playing a team that you like, you can also learn some like ins and outs of how you could be approaching different matchups as well too. Right. So that's another good strategy. It's not necessarily coaching. It's just like, you're just taking some extra information that can help you adjust, like, uh, like adjust to the team easier. Right. Yep. But then on Saturday, I hit legend, mm-hmm. smiley hit legend and Burke hit legend. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday night, Doc turned around and hit Legend. So that is Dino, mm-hmm. DeFi, three, six Legends in less than seven days in the Discord. Yeah. 
and that's all just leveraging resources. Um, the team that DeFi and Lyle was using, if you want some different teams, um, is the Quick Attack Fire Punch Scorching Sands Diggers B. Yeah. Charge a bug with its standard moveset. X's are not crunch. Crunch should don't use it. And Medicham. Yeah, um, actually, I today I was running on Lickitung instead of Medicham with that team because like I was seeing a lot of like uh, I was worried about um, people like testing out Claude Sire mm-hmm. because of the calm day. Like so, I I had like pretty decent success with uh, Lickitung um, instead. I mean, it's you are. Like, uh, Metacham's sort of manageable if you lead into Metacham, but if you lead into, like, uh, um, like a... I did beat a Buzzwall lead, though. I was going to so. say, Reggie in the back, what would you do on that with that team? We have Metacham. Well, if you're not running Medi, if you're running your Licky version. No, I'm running Licky Medi. Oh, Licky Medi, dropping the charge bug. Okay. Yeah, drop the charge bug, so... Okay. Um, um, yes. The... And like most, yeah, the the worst lead I like I saw was a buzz wall, um, which I was somehow able to beat. But that was like, it relied on me getting a an attack fall at the end, and also calling a lunge okay. from the buzz wall on my diggers B. So, um, um, but you do have the fire punch, right? So yeah, I mean, you and the fire punch hits moderately hard sometimes. Usually against any fighter leads, I'll just like instantly swap to Metacham because. Um, like the the goal is like if you can get energy later on one of your other two Pokemon, then going back into that fighter matchup with energy can help you like manage it better, right? Unless okay. it's unless it's a DD. Diggersby just beats DD, so you don't you don't have to switch out of that one. Diggersby beats DD. Noted. Uh, the team that myself, Dino, and Dino used was I believe it's Sark's team, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's a Shadow Alolan Sand Slash. Um. Lantern with Water Gun and Shadow Charizard. Yeah, and he's actually been using a bit of Spark Lantern recently too, so I think that mm-hmm. can go either way depending on on what you want to try. Um, and I know that uh, I think I think Dax was using that team and he was doing pretty well. He was he just messaged me. I think he's he's close to thirty two hundred. Um, so right at the leaderboards. Yeah, he. I think he lost to Axon. So, and he he was just messaging me saying that. He made a catch and he knew it was coming, but he he uh, he didn't he he did it anyways. So. Um, don't, don't you hate when that happens? That always feels so. It's like I know they're gonna catch. I, you even pause and everything. It's like, oh, they're pausing, and it's like the standoff of who's gonna click first. <laughs> like, I hate that. I hate that feeling when mm-hmm. I know it's coming. Sometimes I just like sometimes I just tap through. Mm-hmm. Like if I know they're gonna catch, I just don't throw, and yeah. like you, you actually like. It it can backfire uh, depending, but um, yeah. it was when that inter- when they're close to their move too that it becomes so risky. Yeah, but that's why it's a good opportunity for them to catch, right? Yeah. And if you know their win con is to catch, then you just don't throw your charge move and you just keep farming. Yeah. That's like a kind of like a a bit of a five head strategy, right? Uh, and if you want a Clodzire team, because like I said, I did test it out on stream yesterday, Pelipper. Pairs really well with Claude Zire, and then I was using Medicham as the third. Um, yeah, that makes took, sense. Took me up to thirty-one fifteen. I've fallen a little bit today because I got bored with it. Um, I just Claude Zire, Reggie Steel are not my play style. 
They're these very inflexible Pokemon. I don't enjoy using them, but I wanted to try it out so I'd have some info. Also, my Clodzire was the best possible one you could get with a weather boost. Rank 164. Because I had a weather boost the entire community today because Niantic hates me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we will quickly jump into the VGC section. Uh, next week, our attorney starts in the Discord. Uh, Astro, did you do any Hatsuian Teflosion this weekend? I didn't. I spent the weekend, uh, besides doing the cup on Saturday, um, teaching my kids how to play TCG. No, okay, that's more fun. Yeah. Now, with the Hasuian Teflosion, this thing, it does come back around this next weekend, so you have a chance. Okay. We'll make sure we get you in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing is easy. Yeah. Can you like, solo it? You can easily solo. If you build, there's a build out there to solo... Um, using Fido with the um, half-baked half-baked as its ability mm-hmm. and making it a fighting Terra with body press, you just beat it. Hmm. Uh, the other strat is if you get one support Pokemon and three walking wakes, it sets up the sun and walking wake signature move Hydro Steam doubles its power in the sun. Hmm. And it's a fire-type Terra getting hit by water moves that are double... Powered because of the sun. Oh, wow. Yeah, this thing has been the by far the easiest raid boss we've had. The other big D- or news in, in VGC this week is we got a DLC launch date for the second half of the DLC uh, coming December 14th. And let, let me just you know do a little scroll back up there. Yeah, that makes sense because Community Days is December 16th and 17th. Because it wouldn't be Pokemon if everything didn't happen the same week. And wait, isn't is that San Antonio as well? Hold on. Possibly. When, when is San Antonio? Uh, yeah, that's the that's San Antonio Regional as well. Makes sense. Everything happens in one weekend. Uh, for that, the regulation E will not have ended that doesn't end until january 2nd when we'll get regulation f oh. uh that's oh. lyle what is it going to take to get you into vgc oh i have to complete the freaking game is the problem and, and like i was like getting into it a bit last week and then this freaking uh stupid game like I, I got lost after the after one of the gyms and then i i like set it down because i was getting pissed off so. So, so i can tell you what you happened you went south instead of going north yeah, I don't you, know. You needed to go north, not south. Hey, well, no, I know. Should go north. Should go north. Got it. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to do that next time. Yep. Um, go ahead and play the play the song, Astro. Uh, you got tip. Here we go. You didn't know. So, with the VGC tip of the week, as you've noticed, we've been slowly learning how to build our competitive teams. And I did this next part on stream Sunday. So if you want to have more information about it, you can go check out the stream because we're going to approach this in just like we did with IVs in two segments. We're going to talk about what are EVs or effort values. And then next week, Uh we'll talk about how do you get effort values. 
I had no so, idea that's what it stood for. EVs are effort values. EVs are a way to bolster certain stats. So you get, I got to do the math on it, 250, 200, or 500, hold on. You get 252, 252 plus six, that's 510 max EVs for a Pokemon. So we talked about IVs can go zero to 31. EVs can go zero to 252. So you can spread that 510 across multiple stats. But what most commonly is done for a lot of Pokemon, especially if you're, for example, doing raid builds, is you'll put them into specific stats. So for an Iron Hands raid build will have an attack EV at 252, a HP EV at 252, and then like four in defense, for example, or six in defense. That's your standard kind of raid building. For VGC, those will get a lot more wild sometimes. But we'll talk about how you get to those EV numbers during next week's show. Hmm. I had no idea anything about that. Say you didn't watch the stream without saying you didn't watch the stream. Oh, no. I, I have. I will watch... <laughs> I'm going to watch the VOD. I just have to have time to sit down. The other thing we covered, if, you, if you're if really interested, on the streams, we also talked about po um, Pokemon Showdown. Hmm. Which is a really helpful site to do team building and testing. So you don't have to go get all these resources that are very expensive. I dropped a million dollars building my team for this month. In-game currency. Just dropped it. Done. So, of course, before I drop a you drop a million dollars in game, you probably want to test that team and see if it's going to work a little bit. So that's where Pokemon Showdown can come into play and let you do those testings. And if you want to learn more about Showdown, go watch the VOD, which is not published yet. Let me go publish that right now. <laughs> uh -huh. oh, that's why I couldn't watch it yesterday. Did you even check? Uh, no. I sat down at my desk, I opened up uh, Twitch, and um, Andrew Mahone was streaming, so I just I put that on. It is live as we're speaking now. Cool. Alright. Um, questions? Questions? Questions. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Uh, if you want to ask the show any questions, you can in a few ways. You can head over, if you're in our Discord, head over to the You Want Answer section. Um, ask it there. You can message us on Twitter. You can send us an email, info at btwpvp.com. Um, or head over to our website, btwpvp.com, uh, and ask it over there. Uh, first question here is from Artemis Dragon. I won... A or QAP, and thank you for putting what QAP stands for, question and answer priority, because um, I hate acronyms and <laughs> never know what they are. Uh, if you have time, I'd like your thoughts on these questions. I plan on asking them to friends to show <clears throat> to the show. Uh, I plan on asking them to friends of the show, like PVP Corner as well. 
but want to hear from you as well. So the first one here, what tools do you like to have available before you're dialed in and ready to go on a rampage? Example, pen, paper, PV poke, uh, go battle log in your browser, move sets, uh, move counting sheets, calculators, those kind of things. I'll let Lyle answer first and then I'll give my bad answer. I would be interested how like when you sit down and you do GBL, like do you just like grab your phone and just like, okay, I'm doing yes. this? Yes. Huh. Oh good, it's not just me. I was afraid he's gonna be like, No, I, I have all these note taking things well, and the thing is, uh my notes are my brain and if I if I don't know something or if I need to know something like I said, part of the thing earlier was the critical thinking. Like, let's say I, oh, what the hell is this Pokemon or whatever? Like, I never faced this before. Like, I'll just, like, check on, like, Pokemoves or something. Just see, like, oh, what does it learn? What are, what, like, you know, some of the stuff. Like, try to, like, learn learn some of the accounts and stuff that way. Um, but I don't really, like, take notes. stuff. Even at regionals. I tried taking notes sometimes. It's a little helpful from time to time, but it also like I feel like the more you have practice with your team, the less you're required to like take notes because um, I don't know. I usually have a pretty good memory as well, so yeah, I, I think it's, it depends on the person. It's pretty disgusting hearing him play back literally every battle <laughs> from day one at Pittsburgh, like it was happening right in front of him. I felt like I was listening to LeBron James explain a basketball game. It was just... It yeah, was I mean, I definitely remember the losses a lot more than the wins. But, um, yeah, it, it's... I don't know. It just depends on the person. But I, I find, like, when you're when you're playing GBL, for me at least, I need to be, like, pretty focused. So uh, sometimes, like, those outside distractions kind of, like, take your mind away from what you're actually focusing on. So... Um, but I think it's just situational. Like, as he was saying here, like there's like Ishikawa boy who's literally like writing like energy numbers on like a piece of paper during the battles, which I know some people do that. So I think it's like a personal preference thing. So yeah, I, I'm similar to Lyle. Like I actually end up playing worse if I pull up like PV poke or pokey battle log or, or go battle log or whatever, other tools because I get distracted by them than focusing on my game. Like other than the one time I hit legend on stream, every time I've hit legend has been sitting on my couch, just playing the game, doing nothing else because that's when I'm at my maximum focus. I can, that's where I keep count the best. And I know I just am kind of in the flow with it. I do know other, go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I know other battlers do like those additional assist tools, like Go Battle Log. They're just not for me. So does not that change at all when you're prepping for a regional? No, I play my team a lot beforehand, play test, or yeah. let Lyle challenge one of my Pokemon the night before, and then go go to sleep and get up the next morning and play. Yeah, I think uh, just practice. <laughs> like the the number one thing that's useful for regionals is comfortability because like if you if you just because like a pokemon you're using is good in the meta 
if you're not comfortable using it, you don't know the matchups specifically because like there's a lot of like, um, like especially in like more neutral matchups, right? Like if it's like an RPS matchup, of course, like oh, meta champ in the shadow shadow sand slash, yeah, you know how to play that one as the meta champ, right? But if it's like meta champ into like a lantern, like do you know the matchups if it's a versus a water gun or a spark lantern? Do you know the matchups versus like uh, lick a tongue if you're not running dynamic punch? Like, there's a lot of things you need to know, like, where you can take advantage. Like, is this a winning matchup for you? Is this a losing matchup for you, right? Like, those are all very important things to know. So, like, that's why I like to play with meta Pokemon, even in GPL, so that I just have more practice and, like, comfortability with them. Yeah. Like, listener, did you know Frostlass can beat Umbreon? Or, yeah, Frostlass can be Umbreon in the Zero Shields. No, I can't. Or not zero, the one shield, sorry. The one to zero. I don't think it can. One to zero, okay, maybe. Yeah. One to zero. Because if they try to farm you down, if they they get greedy and farm you down. Well, Frostlass can beat a lot of things with energy and shield advantage because it's it's insane. That's why it's like pretty solid in the meta because it's 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 not incredible it's not super RPS because of that reasoning, right? Like even like hard counters for it, like lantern and stuff. Um you can actually deal with because of uh because of the like the neutral charge move damage you have so but yeah if if that that umbreon gets greedy and tries to farm you down you get to a third avalanche Hmm. against it Hmm. interesting at least my rank two does yours may not but my rank two gets to three if if they get greedy so knowing, but that's because I've played my Frostlass so much using Lyle's old Chestnut team that I had to learn that matchup. That I would just take the first foul mm-hmm. play and hope they get greedy because then I'm going to flip switch. Mm-hmm. Next one here. Uh, when should a battler worry about potential bait? For myself, I find it okay to not shield if I'm already positive on the set. Because even if they don't bait, you're going to get a boost in ELO from winning at least three plus battles anyway. So I see no reason to stress one battle if you're already ahead. Now, if it's first battle, I'm investing in a shield. What do you say? Oh, this is one of my favorite subjects. When to bait and when to shield. There are times that it is a 50-50 call. Lyle in Pittsburgh with the superpower was a superpower dragon claw. That was a 50-50 call. That could have went either way. You, you just flip a coin and you and you hope you call the right side of the coin. But yeah, there are like, also... Go depends ahead, if you know your opponent too, right? Like yeah. Then you can try to make like a calculated guess based on you know your past experiences with them. But, um, but you should always bait Lyle with power-up punch just to see how he reacts. Yeah, <laughs> I've um, now done that so many times, and him literally just messaged me a string of curse words. <laughs> <sighs> but when, in all reality, when to bait? If my favorite time to bait, if you're up or you're down one shield to their two, that's a fairly obvious bait situation. So a lot of times, I'll full send this, the move because my opponent's thinking. Hey, 
they're going to bait to get this shield because they need to clear these shields away. That a lot of times ends up kind of five-heading myself sometimes, and it doesn't sometimes. But that's kind of the commonplace. Or if it, your only win cons the bait, then do the bait. But you also, as Lyle was talking about, tracking that battle throughout and being crit critically, crit critically thinking about the battle, knowing your opponent's win con. If your opponent's win con is to throw the bait, then you probably want to be looking to no-shield that. And that's something I think Lyle's one of the best battlers I've seen at a most of the time is, hey, just no-shield this because if, if they throw the, the, the bait, you just straight win. No, no more worries. Yeah, it's like there's, I mean, like there's there's situations where like I see people like no shield, and like it's it's like very silly because like up like if you're keeping track, that's why again keeping track of opponent energy is very critical because like if you're keeping track, you know that like they don't have enough time to bait and get to the big move right, but like in situations where there's like one shield left or something. Or like even two shields, when you know they have like time to bait and then make it to the big move, those are situations where I also sometimes consider like no shielding because, um, um, yeah, just in general, I think it's just again, like I said, entirely situational. But um, I wouldn't, I can never say for I like I will say this, I've never thought that. I'm already positive in a set, so I will just call a bait because, like, that's not a thought that's ever crossed my mind. So, um, plus forty is a lot more than plus twelve. I just try to play to the situation, and there's also times where, like, like you, you <clears throat> have like, let's say you only have one shield left, um, and like <clears throat> opponents unlikely to bait in that situation because it's too risky. So I would say there's also times where you can make statement shields just to make it like a little bit more um, tougher for your opponent, right? So like, let's say you're, oh, you, your mod's already done. It's considered like quote unquote job, but it still can be useful. Like you can shield an obvious like hard hitting move just to make it more annoying for your opponent as well, right? So um, like, I think there's definitely... Like calling the bait is one thing, but also like statement shields on when you know it's going to be a hard hitting move is also a very important uh, strategy to learn, right? So, hmm. so would you call yourself a master baiter? No, I, I get a, a lot of people. A lot of people don't shield in my baits. Lyle just full sends everything. Come on, not now. true. At at Toronto, um, game two versus. Uh, um 610 hero we had a frost last mirror lead and we both we both double baited each other and we both double shielded <laughs> who won cmp i made a misplay in that game i think i actually he won cmp i tried to catch the shadow ball on my lickaton but i swapped one powder snow early because i was forgetting the pacing on the third avalanche is uh is five right so um i like kind of threw that game like if i had caught that shadow ball i think i would have won because his backline was superior mandibuzz and i would have had like a full health frost last 
with like a with like a shadow ball loaded, like a like a full avalanche plus shadow ball or whatever. So, um, like yeah, it, it was unfortunate, but uh, I was able to take the third game against him. But yes, definitely, uh, I definitely do bait from time to time. Um, but knowing when you have to bait is also important. Like again, like Wildcat said, sometimes it is fifty fifty. But sometimes, like, you have enough energy to get to two nukes. And, like, baiting could also potentially be a lose con for you. Because opponent's in such a bad spot that, like, they have no choice but to, but to call a bait. Because if they if they shield a bait, then they, they lose 100%. Well, they probably lose regardless. So the only chance they have is for you to make a mistake and let them call a bait, right? So... Mm -hmm. There's also situations like that you need to be careful of. Uh, next one is, uh, are we long overdue for an update to the battle screen? If so, what new mechanics would you like to see? Some ideas I'd love to see are numerical HP totals under the HP bar, just like Niantic has done uh, in the Pokemon storage. The ability to see your um, back Pokemon's energy and your charge move buttons always being visible. Dude, if I if I had the ability to see my back Pokemon's energy, I would have beat JJ in Toronto. I didn't realize I wasn't sure. I knew it was gonna switch in CMPM, and I, I knew that I couldn't do one more Dragon Tail, so I went for the Dragon Claw because I for sure had it, but I literally had like 60 energy. I just like completely forgot and I had a crunch stored on my on my um, Guzzlord and I would have won I would have won I would have two owed him. And mm. it's like one of those things where there's so much going on in the battle and like that was from way beginning of the battle, right? So it's it was hard for me to remember like like in that situation it's kind of stressful. So if that was available, I would have been very happy. Um, in that scenario, but uh, those are things you guess you have to remember. Maybe that's why people are writing notes during the battle so they can remember how much energy they have. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that. I like that suggestion, Lyle. I'll go with it. Yeah, it seems interesting. Uh, I'm not sure about the HP totals, but uh, maybe like the thing is like you don't want to put too much on there. It's already a small screen, and like you don't want to clutter it too too much, but. Um, I mean, they could definitely add some quality of life updates for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about having a checkpoint style feature in GBL? Uh, it would basically basically be like any other game that drops you off close to where you left off versus having to start at the beginning again. But in GBL, it would keep you uh, it would keep you locked at a certain ELO range until you reach a new tier. For example, if you're at 2258, you could never drop below 2200 or your ELO was 2601 at the start of your sets today and you just went 05 and 23, then 2600 is your new starting point. Um, I have an unpopular opinion here. Once you hit ace, you should not be able to block, drop below 2,000. 
simply to allow those people that are below that skill level to have a safe place to learn the game. I mean, I could see that just because, like, no, no offense, but like, two thousand, like below two thousand Elo is not exactly like, like, it's it's kind of difficult to just drop below that, like, for someone that's playing the game regularly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially later as the season goes along, like, because of the everyone's Elo sort of like generally inflating up, but in terms of like not being able to drop below your season high, I don't think that's good because I think that will just reward people for spamming at their sets as opposed to like actually trying to learn, right? Because like mm-hmm. if you have if you have no repercussions for going negative, then it's just going to be a volume game at that point, right? Yep. The more sets you play, the more likelihood you have of going positive. So I, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, I, I think the gate should be 2,000 plus. You can't go below two thousand, but if once you're above two thousand, if you're at twenty nine hundred and you go oh five, you've earned that. You've earned your eighty point drop. I mean, That's, I don't even agree with that, but like I'll or like the the ace thing, but I could see it like as an argument. But I mean, I just think they need to do a better job of incentivizing people to climb past legend rank, so that there you can eliminate potential tankers because people yeah. are tanking for resources, right? If there was like like exclusive premium resources you could only get for getting like 3500 elo let's say then people would be less likely to tank right they would be trying to push for the higher elo maybe you get like a a special like maybe Gita has one pose but maybe there's like a second pose that's like super a little like cooler that you can only get from like a super high elo reached or something like that i don't know mm-hmm. Um, I think there's better ways to incentivize it than just saying you can't drop below a certain ELO. But at, least, at least then it stops it. That's the, that's my only thought process there. Is it's a way to put a gap in place to separate the you know knowledgeable battlers from those that are trying to learn. Yeah, but to be fair, like I know, like they, they, it is a sort of a, like a sour point. But like, let's say you are below, like let's say you are in the sixteen hundred ELO range. Like, how many Legend Battlers are you actually going to face in, like, your sets? Like, maybe one every couple days? Like, it's not like it's a chronic issue where it's like, well, I just did my sets today and I faced 20 Legend Battlers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like, that bad. But it's definitely, I could see a point argument to be made. Yeah. Um, TCG Live does something similar. Um... Like, they do it stage, like, you know, the baby leagues, then great league, ultra league, like that. Um, Once you get out of a certain league, so, like, once you get out of the babies, you start at Pikachu and great league. Once you hit Greninja, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, Greninja starts ultra league, you don't drop any lower than Greninja. Mm -hmm. But you have, like... 400 like almost 400 points to get to master league so like it's still a big climb um and keep in mind i think you only climb what 10 at a time and you only climb 10 at a time that was 20 for a a win yeah um and then 10 for for a loss so you regardless i mean grinding out games i've sat there and played for hours and hours and hours and 
just it'll go up and then it'll go down and it'll go up and it'll go down. Um, What's your highest rank you got so far out of show? Uh, Alec Alakazam. That's um, it. No, no RC is for you. No. <laughs> uh, I am trying. I think my. What was my goal? Hold on, I gotta pull it up. Loading, loading, loading. All right. There we go. Um, my highest. Yeah, my highest ever was Alakazam. That was eight forty. I think it was like eight four, eight fifty, was my highest. Um, goal is to hit Umbreon this this month. Which so is does it like take like? So basically, like it's you can't really do it all in one season, right? Because it's it's like a lot. So basically, you just kind of like it doesn't full reset you every time or whatever. Uh, so every month when it ends, so like this this month's ladder ends in three weeks and two days, it'll drop you back down to Pikachu. So back to 200. And then you just start over again. Okay. So Good you have enough. a month. You have a month to see how high you can get. I mean, what are I've the percentages of people that reached Arceus? I've never seen even like Azul, who's probably one of the four best players in the world is still in like Greninja, like Houndoom. I think the highest I ever saw him get was like as as elf, mm-hmm. um, which is 30, 13, 20. So it's like the start of ultra league. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a little different, I guess with TCG because for most part, the content creators are, also like playing like okay this these are the new sets like the new decks we're gonna play this and try and fix things and work them out you know you've got some that just want to play you know they just play meme decks um you know just to have fun or whatever so it's kind of like all over the place but everyone still uses the client to practice their their decks like off stream too. Uh, next question from Khaleesi. Set okay. Next set of questions. Uh, if you had to add one of the gimmicks from previous previous generations of Pokemon into Go, which would it be? How would it work? Dynamax. Yeah, I think it would be the one that would be the easiest to add. Uh, you would have some type of cost to change your Pokemon's third typing. And then once per battle, when you're going to lock in, you would choose which of your three Pokemon would be your dy- or your not Dynamax, I'm sorry, uh, Terrestrialization. Um, to be your third typing with Terrestrialization, once, once before you start the battle, you would choose which of your three Pokemon were going to be your Terrestrialized to something different. That way, you know, when you go to switch in your Medicham, maybe your opponent goes, oh, God. And switches their ghost in, but you've switched in a dark Metacham, for example. Mm. Something something like that would change it up a lot, but I, I don't want it. Even though it's a cool I, I gave a, a you know a viable option. I don't want it. It would Loud, be do you even know what the gimmicks are? Oh sorry. For what? Uh, previous generation gimmicks like Dynamax versus Megas versus Z moves. 
terrestrialization, all those um, things? Um, I think terrestrialization is kind of funny. Um, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, but they, I think a lot of this stuff is just going to be for like PVE stuff, right? So, um, I mean, they could. I mean, they, they could. could they could bring it into PvP and run it kind of like like the Mega Master like, League or something. Like a like a fight like how like the fighting games do, like someone like where you have a status bar that builds up and then once it hits a certain point you can tap it, it transforms, but then as soon as you switch out that Pokemon, like that's it. It's done. Mm-hmm. Um so like you have to build up to that point and then once you hit that point then you can activate the you know terrestrialization or mega evolution or whatever like that um but then it's only available until either you run out of that energy or you switch your pokemon or it dies yeah be interesting uh if you had to take your favorite pokemon and make it op what would you do with it? My favorite Pokemon Nothing. is already OP. Yep, Charizard's already way too OP as is. I swept three different teams with it today. I don't know. Give it breaking swipe. Oh god! Don't <laughs> no! <laughs> don't do that! Why yeah. would you do that to the world? Dragon Claw is old news. Okay, it needs breaking swipe. Then you ain't baiting no more. You're just going straight baking swipe. Yep. Baking swipe. Break, you're going baking, baking swipe. swipe. Yeah, um, I don't know. What's my favorite Pokemon? That's a really good question. Um, I guess I've, I like one of the Pokemon I like is Samurott, and I think uh, if they did give it a shadow form, it would be a lot better. Um, also, if they could actually nerf Lantern next season, that would also go a long way to making um, other water types better. So um, that aren't that aren't subground types. So yeah. yeah. How are you nerfing, uh, nerfing Lantern Lyle? Well, they could actually nerf Spark as opposed to what they did, which is just make it almost better. Like, it's <laughs> actually... It's uh, like people... Remember, there's that whole debate of, like, Spark is... No, they actually nerfed it. Da, da, da. Dude, legit, Spark is better. On Lantern, Spark is better. On other things, maybe it's worse. On Lantern, it's better because Lantern has the bulk... And what we've learned is that bulky Pokemon with good fast move damage is like a very OP combination. How about we raise the energy for Thunderbolt and Surf both? No, I don't think you want to touch Surf because it'll, it'll affect too many things. I think, like like I said, they've added Volswitch to a lot of other things. I don't think, I think what they should have done is not, they, they, they reduced they increase the damage, they reduce the energy, but they didn't reduce it by enough. Like, if they want to kill Lantern, they just have to change the Surf energy or the Spark energy one more time, and Lantern will be dead. Because yeah, there's not a lot of Pokemon that actually use Spark outside of Lantern. No, because everything that used Spark previously now can use mainly Volt Switch, which is which is just like kind of a better move. So yeah, okay, um, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm there. And then you might start seeing more Azu and stuff come back, actually come back into the meta. Or people will use Water Gun Lantern, which I think is actually very healthy for the meta, is like a Water Gun Lantern because it's less it's less RPS and it's more flexible. So, yeah. 
that's my that's my advice. If you were able to create a brand new type of Pokemon, what would it be? What would it be super effective against? What would it be super or what would be super effective against it? What would it be immune to if immune to anything? What would be uh what would be immune to it if anything? It's it's one that's already fan created is the sound type. Uh, it hits double effective against fairy, psychic, normal, rock, flying, water, uh, while being not very effective against um, grass, sound, and ice. It resists electric, steel, dark, and sound. And then it takes super effective damage from poison and psychic types. I want this. I've wanted this type in the game forever. I think there's too many typings. Didn't they release a new Terra typing or something? There, in the next DLC, supposedly there is going to be a new Terra type. We don't yeah, know what they, it is or anything about well, it. Well, they yet. they teased that at Worlds, right? Yep, they teased it at Worlds. That is correct. Hmm. And the VGC World went absolutely insane. Hmm. I like my what eight eight um, typings that I have to worry about. That's it. And it really doesn't even matter. <laughs> you mean eight? Oh, oh, and TCG eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like eight. Maybe it'd be cool if there was like a, like some sort of, um, some sort of like form change or like temporary status instead of like a new type. Like, like a Pokemon could pick up a third type. Kind of like terrestrialization. No, but but it's only one type as a terrestrialization. Like you add a third type to its typing, so, so like oh, put, you like mean, Charizard, oh. Charizard would actually be Fire Flying Dragon. Yeah, something like that would be kind That'd of be interesting. Fun. Like not like a temporary thing, not like because like I think as a permanent Pokemon, it would be too busted. But like just as sort of like a fun little thing, like you know, you could really get some interesting type combinations if you could if you could actually mix three types together. Oh my gosh, wait, hold on. Dark, poison, what resists ground? Flying. Flying? Dark, and you reach electric, on. though. And, and rock. So you're adding some things, you're taking some, I don't know, it could be interesting. Somebody to consider. That's the best I got. I'm not, I'm not making a, a paper type Pokemon or some shit. <laughs> my brain my brain almost exploded trying to think of yeah dark poison with something else added to it and just eliminating weakness completely that's what tcg d- did with dragon because they or, got rid you of know just have abilities and electric with a levitate you have no weaknesses like electros yep uh-huh uh, next question from Frost Benny. As you, uh, sorry, as you've by now heard the scoop for January's Community Day, we haven't had one on a Saturday in a while. So, do you think this one will be served on a Sunday? Do we think they sprinkle in and sprinkle in anything else on top to add some more flavor? Is it vanilla? Yes. 
I am so freaking mad about January Community Day. <laughs> Please, Fnatic. We know you're listening. The, the people oh. found the leak. The leak happened. Hope, make it a fake leak to catch the leaker and give us a real Community Day. No, keep it. No. Well, I mean, let's just say, so this Pokemon can currently learn um, Frost, Breath with his Frost Breath, which is horrible. But it can also learn Astonish, which they falsely buffed last season. So if they actually get around to properly buffing Astonish, like they said they would, um, and they give it an actual real charge move, because like Signal Beam, Blizzard, Flash Cannon is kind of garbage. It could be like, I don't know, it could be like kind of interesting if they actually buff Astonish. No, it can't because it's a fucking vanilla ice cream cone. Yeah, it has nothing interesting about it. Sure it does. It's got a straw coming out of it. Yeah. It's literally... It's an ice cream cone. You don't need a freaking straw. That's even more dumb. I hate this Pokemon. <laughs> I have it's... a hundo, but I already evolved it. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. It's a, I, you know... I don't mind it. It's, a, it's, it's an abomination a... under man. And it shouldn't <laughs> exist. I hope it is. And I hope... it. W- if it is, it'll be a community day that like I actually play, <laughs> just because, just because it's vanilla. Uh, and I'll make sure I get a hundo shiny and build it to level fifty. Uh, mm-hmm. Last one here from Catfish Camaro. Do we know if we will be getting another Master Ball next season? We don't know, but I would no assume. Idea. Bullshit. It's bullshit. I already have used one Master Ball. And That's I'm... it. You should only have that one. No, I fuck still need that. Like I, want, I, want, I need a lot of Master Balls. Everyone else that can F right off if they don't want me to get my Master Balls, okay? Why, why, why does Niantic feel like they have the right to change... 20 something years of Pokemon tradition. Oh, poor Look little Astro. I'm going to blow his mind. He, the last two generations, not, not, I don't know if you can in Gen 8, but in Gen 7 and Gen, or Gen, yeah, 7 and 8, I don't know about Gen 9, you could get multiple Master Balls. If you won the lottery, if you played the daily lottery in the game and, and won, you got a master ball for winning it. Hmm. There you go. Also, I don't give a shit about past games. I just want my master balls, okay? I need to catch my my Galarian birds, and I don't want to be sitting there sweating over, over ultra balls on that crap. Two. The most you can get is two. No, I need three, because I need one of each. At one time, you can win the lottery more than once. Uh, besides first master ball, part of the, there's a second one you can get in Celestial City. Um, I'm talking from the lotto. There is a completely different system to get another master ball as well. Uh-huh. Like I that said, most people I'm don't even not, know exists. I'm not in even the game. worried about uh, that stuff. So just give me my Bullshit. master balls. That's all I care about. Another way to make money. I mean, you didn't uh, necessarily have to pay for this any of the Master Balls, so they made you do raids, but 60 raids over a 90-day um, 
season, you 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 just need to do a like a friggin' one star local rate, not even every single day, right? And those are free, so I would I would give them credit in that point and say like, and there's a raid day where you're getting five free raid passes that yeah, day. It's it's easily doable without spending like um, you know, without whaling. Let's let's just say. Yeah, it's just a time whale commitment. Mm-hmm. Okay, next part. Do you guys like how Niantic is trying to get Pogo community to play more out and about rather than from home, i.e. XL candy available from in-person raids, shadow raids being only in-person, certain things only available through in-person play like Zygarde cells and uh, Galarian birds? Will they continue down this path, and do you like it? They're going to continue down this path because they've already bluntly said it. Most of the features that require you to be out and about, I don't have an issue with. Like, routes, they're dumb, but they don't affect me that much. The one thing that really bugs me is the requirement of Shadow Rays to be in person. Because if you're not in a community that's big enough, like Shadow Lugia was hard and if you didn't have four to five other players with you you just were shut out from that feature of the game Mm -hmm. but yes they're going to continue on this path i mean why are we shocked last question what do you guys enjoy the most about hosting this podcast i'm just a guest (laughs) (laughs) Asher, you answer this one first come on buddy uh what do i enjoy the most i just i like making people laugh if i can make somebody laugh or make their day a little better or week a little better just from something stupid that i said or something stupid i did or even if it was just a story about what goes on in my life and someone else can relate to it like that's like Pokemon aside, like that's what I care about the most about this podcast. And that's what makes me the happiest is not just helping people in the game or games, but like also helping people like in life get through certain things, you know, because <laughs> we've created a community and a family that everyone feels comfortable you know with certain people getting a little more personal about certain things um it's like probably the reason i still keep doing this the most Mm -hmm. because it's it's very taxing on on your family like everything like it takes you know think about it we record every single monday for three hours Every mm-hmm. single Monday. Plus Whether, all the time in chat working yeah. on things behind the scenes. Yeah. All the stuff during the week we have to think about going into it, how we're going to change, how we're going to make the show entertaining for our listeners, like all of that kind of stuff. It takes a lot, you know? Um, so that's, I mean, that's the reason. So this whole part, someone else is going to be talking. Because oh, Wildcat God. I thought I, I <laughs> double clicked it. Everything on mute. Oh, uh, shit. 
Um, <laughs> I said some really nice stuff that was extremely heartfelt. No, it, it, it also it's the community. I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. This community, I, I'm so happy with what we've built because it's welcoming and there to help people improve. Yes, unfortunately, we 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 are discords behind a paywall. I I apologize for that for you, but that's so Astro isn't taking money out of his pocket to run the show. Because unfortunately, we it's not free to produce the show. No. We're not making and, money. I haven't ever got a paycheck from Astro, and I never want one. The The payment I get from doing this show is hanging out with you on the Discord. Hanging out with all of our Twitch audience, having a good time. Making Lyle yell at me at least once a week because I purposely say something wrong and then correct it five minutes later to see if he will actually catch it and yell at me. He does every week. I think he's starting to catch on that we say wrong things on purpose to see how quickly he'll react. No, no, that's just your. That's just what you're saying to try to make yourself look good. <laughs> it's literally been in the chat, side chat to say let's let's see if he catches this. If it comes out of my mouth, it's legitimate. <laughs> at least at least two weeks now, we we we've purposely we're like. We're like we could change cut that out, and then Matthew's like, "No, we're not." Let's see if Laos notices and how quickly he reacts to it. <laughs> Do you feel baited, buddy? No, no, because he's a master baiter. <laughs> but no, in all reality, it is. It's it's the community is the reason that I am still here. Yeah, I mean, there's. There's people that, like, even though I may talk to them only on Discord or, you know, occasionally see them in a regional, maybe share a bed with them, that I consider, like, an actual friend. You know? Like, if Lyle ever was like, I need help with anything, like, he knows that he could call me and I would be there. Um... And that would have never happened without the podcast, you know. Um, there's, there's, there's just a lot. I mean, I don't. I get too sappy talking about this stuff. <laughs> if I could, if I could do more, if I had more time, I would turn this podcast into more than just a podcast. Something that people could enjoy and listen to or watch on a daily basis. It's just, fortunately that's a lot of time and it's a lot of money that I can't do. (laughs) I think that's it. Oh, speaking of, uh, things to watch, uh, Dino will be joining fish and Sosa flow. Correct. Uh, on the 18th. Over at the on Pallet Town, right? Is it on Pallet Town? Uh, for the second edition, or have they done the this? drunkening? Is what they're calling it. The drunkening. Oh, okay. The uh, drunk drunk stream. Uh, oh, geez, it got really sloppy last time, didn't it? <laughs> hey, Fish isn't legend they tried yet, not to get so sloppy last time. Fish isn't legend yet, so this is not good for Zelo. <laughs> he has a week to get there before he can. Okay. All right. Interesting, interesting. So, yep, uh, check that out on the 18th. I don't know what time it is, but I'm sure we'll post it. Um, but yeah, that's it. 
Uh, so before we wrap up, big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. If you want to support the show, you can for as little as a dollar a month, which will gain you access to our Discord. Support our team network, our team BTW network streamers, Lyles Jeff3, Instinct Leader Spark, Confessions, Kyle Throws, Mythical Hitch, Evan7, 7713, King Alexander, Gracie Z on Twitch and other places. Uh, our coaches corners, coaches corner supporters. Blind Craziness, Field Super, Graves, Herm 13, Moshpit 37, Ryan and Hood, Sasha McGriddle, Shoe Star 1, Slim Sadie 2, The Moustache Gollum, The Snoop Nasty, Tioga Patriot, Uncle B Stud and Unbreakable, our BTW Legends, Clifford Mert, Day 49 Raptor, E110, GBL Luke 22, Hasuian Ryan, King Tom, Rogue King 11, Kittens and High Fives, and Macho Man 2013. Discord admins, Fish on Heater, Lyles Jeff 3, and Ray 683. For more exciting content, you can go over to our YouTube channel, BTW PVP Official, um, where me and we didn't stream last Friday because we just had a lot of stuff. But Fridays, me and uh, Matthew stream TCG live uh, or over on our Twitch beginner to winner PVP where uh, Dino and, and Wildcat stream during the weekend on the weekends. Um once I can figure out how to do both, maybe the TCG on Friday will dual stream. But I heard it's like a whole big thing. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at BTWPVP podcast. You can email us info at BTWPVP or you can head over to our website, www.btwpvp.com, where everything that I just talked about is pretty much all in one spot. Um, if becoming a patron isn't something you can do, but you want to help the show continue to spread the word by giving us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, leave comments on Spotify or wherever else, send us emails, all that stuff. We greatly appreciate it. We love the feedback and, uh, we'll read it on the air unless you tell us not to. Um, and finally, thank you all for listening to the BTW beginner to winner PVP podcast. I'm Astro Zombie 954. I'm Wildcat Dad 17. And I'm Lyle Chef 3. Are you? <laughs> I don't know. I got scared there. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Oh, I'm Lyle Jeff or Lyle's Jeff. Okay. God damn it. You forgot the rest of that? Yeah, whatever. Good luck and get good. Oh, yeah. Good luck and get good. Forgot I was supposed to say that, too. officially the first person to ever mess that up i wasn't Lies. ready that's why and oh, you did it so great because you literally jumped back into your chair i thought you were gonna <laughs> fall out of it dude i was like not ready for that I, I was thinking like i think i got someone coming up here and then i was like oh shit hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.